Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the reunion of Final Fantasy VII Remake Podcast. This is your host, Kai, and joining me once again today is my co-host, Viz. How are you doing, Viz? Hello, I'm Grant. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm doing really good. I'm, uh, you know, excited to be back. We had to reschedule uh, recording a few times because, you know, life just got in the way, for me anyway. Uh, Lots going on around here. And um, yeah, but we're good and we're back and I'm super excited to uh, chat with you today about this super interesting topic that was recommended by one of our uh, YouTube subscribers. So a little bit more about that in the future. So what have you been up to? Um, Not too much, actually. Just visited my my grandma today and prepared the document because I have Mm -hmm. a lot to say about this topic we're going to talk, talk about. And yeah, just the usual usual shenanigans, playing games, uh, work, mm-hmm. uh, work on videos and stuff like that. Just not really stuff that's too out of the ordinary. But I'm really glad we uh, finally got it uh, worked out and are able to record today. Absolutely. Same here. I've just been busy with work and like, you know, I already told you I got a new puppy and some uh, stuff was going on at home. So (laughs) it's like a lot of, uh, you know, life responsibilities Mm. uh, right now. But um, yeah. All right, guys. So the best way to support us here is to subscribe, share the podcast, and also hop on over to our YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. Uh, We do post all of our episodes to our YouTube channel and you can subscribe to us there. You can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, wherever you guys listen to your podcasts. So for the news section for today's episode, we'll be talking about the recent comments made by Yoshi P in regards to Final Fantasy VI. Super exciting. Um, Our main discussion topic for this episode is all about combat for party members that have yet to appear in Final Fantasy VII Remake. And so we'll be touching on how synergy and character switching might be implemented, um, which OG limit breaks will stay and which ones we think might become abilities. Also, I just want to take a second to shout out to one of our listeners, like I said before, Tom, who is a uh, YouTube subscriber and listens to us. Um, He reached out to me on Twitter DM with his suggestion for this episode's topic. So we'll be quoting some of his ideas for combat mechanics um, and party switching and all of that stuff uh, throughout the episode. So thank you so much, Tom. All right. So for the news. Final Fantasy 16 is close. So Yoshi P made some comments during a near reincarnation live stream is what I'm reading. This is from Silicon Era. Final Fantasy 16 producer Yoshi P revealed that a new Final Fantasy 16 trailer will appear soon. So this information was shared, like I said, during a near reincarnation uh, and Final Fantasy 14 crossover event. So he stated that a new video is done and will appear soon. However, it was delayed due to certain factors. He did not elaborate as to why the debut of the trailer ended up being pushed back. He did go into a little bit more detail regarding the development of the game. He said that the development team has spent a fair amount of time polishing and debugging the game and that it's pretty much complete. Uh, So, Viz, what do you think about these comments? Uh, very interesting, and uh, I I hope I'm not being a hopeless optimist, but 
if if he says that the trailer is done, I'm pretty sure it will be shown within the, within a month, maybe at uh, start of July, at uh, June, mm-hmm. the latest. At least I hope so. Yeah. And then, since he also claimed last year that when they show something, the game will drop soon after. I think that mm-hmm. August is probably the latest will uh, latest timing I'll see. Uh, I can see for the game to be dropped. Um, Again, maybe I'm too optimistic on this, but I really hope this is the case because it does seem like they're in the final stretch to just uh, polishing up some or putting on finishing touches yes. and maybe uh, remove some bugs, preparing maybe a day one patch if there is any. I hope not. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there really are some. I think it was Yoshi P who said that he and his team are uh, great perfectionists. So I'm pretty sure they want to take their time, but if the trailer is ready and ready to be shown soon, um, as I said, they don't want to wait, make us wait too long afterwards exactly. to get our hands on the game and finally play it. I'm so excited. <laughs> Same here. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear this. I think that it's on track for what we've been predicting, uh, actually, because I think yes. that we did say this in a previous episode as well, that we'll probably see a trailer um, in June or July, and then we would get the game probably about a month after the trailer drops. So it's kind of in line with what we predicted. And uh, he didn't state why the trailer was delayed. Um, obviously, you had stated that, you know, with COVID, um, he said at the end of, I think it was last year, that there was six months delay. So yeah. It could be that, but I think it could also have something to do with other things as well that they just can't share with us. Possibly, yeah. We did kind of speculate that it was supposed to be shown, I think, at the Game Awards, but then it got pushed back or something happened. Anyway, we don't know what, but I'm just super excited that we're getting a trailer soon. And, uh, you know, we'll get this game and be able to play it. And it would be, I think it's going to be an amazing game. And I think that it's going to be a great distraction for us to kind of, you know, sink our teeth into. And that just gets us closer to remake part two. So like, oh, I'm yes. happy for this game, but I'm also happy to be playing a Final Fantasy game and be distracted. So I'm, you know, I'm still thinking about part two, but it's going to bring us that much closer uh, to, you know, getting some kind of news or a teaser or something you know, in regards to part two, so. Yeah, and if, if we're lucky, then by the end of the year, we'll have some part two news. At least that's that's mm-hmm. what they plan on doing. If, the, if it happens, we'll see. But yeah, let's just hope. And the one thing I'm the most giddy about knowing is how's the combat actually going to work? Is there a party? Not really. Only mm-hmm. guest characters? How does things work in, uh, in terms of gameplay and battle and traversal and stuff? That's what I'm most uh, excited about. Because story, I'll, I know I love it. I yeah. don't think they can do much wrong. Uh, I didn't play 14 at all. I also barely seen anything, but what I hear that the, the stories in all the expansions are really, really good. Mm-hmm. And great, memorable characters and interesting story and world, build, world building. And since it's mostly the same team at work, um, I'm pretty sure they have that one in the back. So gameplay is the one I'm most excited about learning, and I hope I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. I think that I'm going to be super interested in the story, absolutely. But we haven't really seen any gameplay. Like, we saw a very short clip of gameplay, I think, the last time that we saw this, mm-hmm. which was during the trailer 
I forget actually. Awakening when we saw trailer, this. I think it's it was called, yeah. Yeah. It was like an extended trailer. But I yeah, I, I think it's insane that we haven't seen any combat. We pretty much know nothing. Nothing about this game. <laughs> but yet, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's so close to being released. So I feel like we're gonna get a lot. Once we get that trailer, then we'll probably get like there's gonna be a lot of, you know, glimpses, hopefully, of gameplay and mm-hmm. you know, things showing showing off the systems and how if there is party other party members or switching or something because we we basically know nothing so yeah we've only seen clive uh in Mm -hmm. combat there were uh i think two short segments where you see uh an ally or probably an ally in the background which Mm -hmm. uh, which is focused on the enemy and not on clive so i'm pretty sure there is there there are some allies in battle but Mm -hmm. whether they are uncontrollable ai partners or actual party members remains to be seen um, but on the other hand, I just thought about final trailers of previous games. Do I really want to watch the trailer and maybe uh, get spoiled by major story points that I want to uh, experience on my own? Because yeah. the final trailer of uh, Remake Part 1 was extremely spoilery. And I'm glad I didn't watch it. And Intermission's trailer was on the very... Uh, edge of too spoilery and just right because it it showed nero which was uh the final battle of this um this little dlc and uh, it's debatable but it's definitely not as as bad as the part one final trailer so i really hope they don't give away mm-hmm. too much for story and character development uh, for final fantasy 16 and focus more on Gameplay, maybe the first few hours of uh, of story, maybe glimpses into uh, later parts, but you don't actually get to know much or see much about the story, more about uh, about the uh, maybe glimpses of characters, of environments. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I just want to get to, to, to experience the story with basically going in blind. Yeah, and, may, and only get uh, like a, a teaser of what's to come, but not really knowing what's about. And this first trailer we got was almost perfect. We, we saw a few things, a, a few mm-hmm. uh, uh, conflicts brewing. There are some factions. There was the website that's been uh, uh, released soon afterwards, which talked about uh, some of the, uh, the realms and kingdoms. Yeah. And I personally don't really want to know much more I don't want to, mm-hmm. to, to, to know much more about uh, the world and characters that I already know. But gameplay, sign me up. I want to know yeah. a lot. Not everything, of course, but I just want to need to know what, how it actually plays like, how the UI looks, maybe a glimpse on menus and how you run around, what interactions you can uh, perform, stuff like that. Yeah, I would like that as well. And this is a different team than Remake, right? And I yes. feel like it's Yoshi P's team... He's practiced a lot of restraint up until this point where he hasn't really showed us too much. And I feel like the final trailer will probably uh, coincide with that. I just don't see it being as spoilery as Remake. I'm not sure who's in charge of creating the trailers or who decides, you know, what kind of content goes into the trailer. It might not even be Yoshi P unless he has to watch it to give his final, you know, like, Okay, yes, this oh, is for sure, that yeah. you know we're gonna see or whatever, but I don't I 
I feel like it's it's not going to be too spoilery. You, you might just feel like it's just it's just right, you know, which is mm. I agree what we've seen so far. It's it's just it's been just right. You know, we've got a little glimpse of the gameplay, um, the lore, the characters and the world. And I agree with you. I'm good. I just want to experience the story. And also, I would rather just see more gameplay. Yes. So we'll have to see. Not too much longer, um, hopefully, till we get the trailer. But I'm super excited. Yes. All right, guys. So moving on here to our major discussion topic for this episode. We are going to be focusing on combat for characters that are yet to appear in Final Fantasy VII Remake in Part 2 and beyond. So we're going to start off here with our boy Nanaki uh, Red 13. So Viz, uh, did you want to start us off here? Gladly. So technically we've already seen Red, but he wasn't controllable. So he will be uh, a completely new party member in part two and onwards. So that's uh, mm. why we can also talk about him uh, like this, just like we will talk about Vincent and Catchy and Sid. Yeah. So uh, Nanaki or Nanaki, I still don't really know which one's the, the, the correct pronunciation. <laughs> so let's just say Red 13. <laughs> um, I think this was... Um, I think many other people are also of the opinion that he should have fast movement because I've, I've heard people talk about that in the past and in our own uh, server on the Cosmic Canyon Observatory. And even in uh, in part one, when you uh, look at him go in the background, he seems pretty, pretty nimble. So he should be fast, running around, and doing his, his uh, things. Mm-hmm. So for dodge roll, I um, wasn't quite sure. He could just be uh, rolling on the floor like sideways or something. I'm oh, I see. not quite sure what, uh, how uh, dog cats... Uh, roll or dodge. <laughs> That's why I think maybe some sort of side step or fr- forward or back step, depending on in which direction you you uh, tilt your left analog stick. But uh, this one was probably the hardest one to to gauge because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just not too familiar with uh, dog cat uh, anatomy <laughs> to see to, to make sure or to to think of what makes most sense. But maybe side, side, sideway rolling, which would look, <laughs> frankly, kind of silly, but maybe it works. That's why I wrote down sidestep like Aerith. It's yeah. probably the most sensible. And um, yeah, attack combo. Probably a bit of everything, like biting, clawing, uh, the sal- salto attack uh, in, uh, in between. Maybe a little bit of tail swipe, but I can see the tail swipe being the AOE attack when you hold down square. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think he has a lot of potential for miscellaneous combos and very versatile combat. Yes, absolutely. And for blocking, I'm pretty sure he just uh, like crouches down or ducks down, as you can see in certain uh, cutscenes where he's growling. At mm-hmm. Sephiroth or the enemy, I think it must makes the most sense because why would he like cover his eyes eyes or something with one uh, four paw? <laughs> Wouldn't really make sense. Yeah, exactly. And he also has this this collar. Maybe he just tilt, uh, moves the um, 
the head away a little bit to show his collar uh, to make the enemy hit the collar instead, instead of him mm. or something. I don't know. Maybe hard to say. But the most interesting thing, I think, would be the triangle attack. And since he is kind of a dog and we already encountered dogs, they will charge and bind you on the ground and uh, chomp mm. at you. Like the guard dogs and wrath hounds. I think he could do that. Maybe like Aerith, you hold down triangle, charge up for maybe max one second or one and a half second. And that's the time that he will be pinning the enemy down. So if you just tap mm. it, it will just throw the enemy down and release immediately. But if you hold down the button and release, then uh, he will hold him down a little bit longer. And maybe uh, while he's holding the enemy down or just uh, sticks to the enemy because the enemy is too large, you can mash triangle to uh, bite and chomp onto the enemy mm. and deal additional damage. And depending on the enemy, maybe uh, the enemy gets pressured or just uh, yeah. falls prone to the ground and has to stand up first and stuff like that. I could see this uh, working and being pretty fun. Maybe that one also needs a cooldown after initiating because otherwise it could just charge and charge and charge. Wouldn't be too much fun, I guess. So like Barrett, if you use uh, the overcharge attack, uh, maybe it takes like 45 seconds or so to recharge so we can mm -hmm. uh, throw, throw chomp again. Yeah, we'll see. Would be a cool callback to him uh, charging Hojo in, uh, in the original. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Do you have anything uh, else to add? Something I forgot or another idea? Yeah, I was just thinking that since we already saw him in Remake, I think that his movement is going to be similar to that. So I don't know what you're thinking. Do you think it's going to be completely like revamped or do you think it'll be like how fast he is in battle? I feel like they're just going to keep it the same and probably add things on or just make a small few like changes here and there. I just don't see him like you know, moving extremely different than what we've already seen. Even though we couldn't control him, obviously we'll have control of him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they will uh, take this as the basis because mm -hmm. why recode and create the, all the movement, the animations from scratch if you already have done so yeah. in the past. So um, I, I've, I've seen a mod that will give uh, Red the control, but he, mm -hmm. I think in the vanilla game you can't really do much with him, just run around, maybe attack. Some uh, commands don't quite work because he wasn't yes. meant to be controlled. So I think uh, they can take that as a basis, especially movement, and then just add, add all the abilities and uh, stuff mm -hmm. uh, on top of it. So I'm pretty sure he, he was already halfway done and maybe already planned out to a certain degree so yeah. that they don't have to spend too much time on him and focus more on Maybe rebalancing you feel a little bit, if that's even necessary. Maybe a little bit because she is she is really really uh, let's say overpowered. If if she and two other party members would be in battle because she's mm -hmm. really made to be uh, a one man or in her case one woman army with uh, just a partner that helps out a little bit. Yeah. So maybe she'll be, get nerfed a little bit. But those two are basically in. Uh, basically ready, I'd say, with uh, some minor adjustments. With red, they probably need one more, one or two limit breaks, maybe one or two more abilities, stuff like that. But other than that, it's uh, most is done, and they can wholly focus on catchy and 
maybe a little bit for Vincent. It really depends on when part, where part two will end. Maybe Sid as well. But if we go with uh, my current prediction, Vincent could at most be a um, an optional party member like Red Thirteen in mm-hmm. part one, and Sid is for another part. But who knows? It's really hard to predict. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm pretty sure that. Uh, they need the resources for catchy because that one's uh, <laughs> a really piece of, yeah. piece of work in terms of how will they make him work in in battle yeah. and with a basically nonsense character design, which works in a turn-based uh, system, but in this uh, mm-hmm. more action-based, we'll see. We'll get to him. But yeah, that's Red 13 for you. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that he's going to be more fast movement like we've seen already in Remake, like you said, more similar to Tifa. You know, my question was, what is his weapon going to be now? Because wasn't he, like, he didn't have hairpins, wasn't his materia inside of his uh, collar now? So they made that change, right? Yeah, because hairpins are too small for materials, so that they, yeah. you see materia, they opt for a collar, and... Him being an experiment and having a collar make probably makes the most sense instead of hairpins. Yeah, so yeah. for me, I agree. I think it's going to be more scratching, clawing, like biting, kicking, um, you know, jumping and twirling. Yeah. Uh, you know, attacks. Um, I agree. I just put the same like a tail swipe or maybe a tail spin for the uh, hold square AOE attack. Yeah. Like a spin, spin yeah. or maybe even a, a whip. Like a tail, maybe yeah. Like a whip, or maybe he turns and holds his tail and burns them, or something. <laughs> would be nice, yeah. That would be cool. It, like does a little bit of uh, fire damage. I said mm, blocking, maybe, yeah. um, putting his head down, like you said, ducking. I just don't see him holding his paw up like over his face. Like that doesn't yeah, really exactly. make sense. But just taking a stance, like. More of like a a stern, like sturdy stance, and then like mm-hmm. putting his head down. Triangle, I said, wind up, like you said, probably would charge an enemy, bind it like a wrath hound, mm-hmm. like a throat clamp, like you had already said. But I don't know how much we've seen him use his mouth for attacking. I think we've seen a lot more like scratching and like clawing like batting with his paw than biting so i don't know if it'll be he uh disables them jumps on them and then just like slashes them like that instead of biting but yeah who knows in the original his his spins in uh in the air and then uh strikes the enemy Mm -hmm. or maybe strikes him with with the hairpins maybe that's why it's it's the weapon I've seen him do this attack, especially uh, in aerial combat. All right, that's that's something I I quite forgot to mm-hmm. think about aerial combat. How is he going to do aerial combat besides just uh, spinning in the air? I think this is probably the only thing he could do. Maybe that makes sense. J- jump up and uh, spin. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, and also, so the interesting thing for me is, like you said, the uh, use of hairpins. Right, like as a weapon. So, what is his weapon going to be now? You know what I mean. Is the collar isn't really a weapon? So, is it going to be um, like a? I don't know. I don't know what you know what I mean when you're in the menu and you're equipping the um, 
the weapon? Is it still going to be a hairpin, but the hairpin isn't doing the damage? It's maybe giving his attacks a damage bonus? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's... it's the, the, the collar doesn't really seem to be a suitable weapon per se, but I can see the, uh, the collar maybe in um, enhancing his combat abilities in some way. I don't know. It's maybe it's just it's it's a game. Don't question it. <laughs> yeah, but like if it's a hairpin, it could be even like a like he has these um, what are they called? Like things hanging from him, like a talisman or like a um, like he has these. Yeah, part of his he has uh, p- uh, bound part of his mane together, and then it's uh, just hanging down. It's not quite a talisman. It's more like. Braids that that yeah. hold parts of his mane together. That looks like um, like not quite pigtails, but something uh, along those lines. Yeah, so maybe that is the weapon, but the weapon just gives his actual attack a, a percentage bonus or something like that. It's not the weapon that we're seeing actually attack. Mm. But anyway, yeah, or maybe it's just Mako infusion in uh, through the collar and th- that. One makes his uh, claws stronger. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. All right. So moving on here, we are going to be talking about Vincent. So Tom left some comments here about Vincent. So he was wondering about Vincent's uh, shooting mechanics and if they'll be similar to Barrett's. His idea was obviously he has a gun, but it's not you know a Gatling gun like Barrett. So his thoughts were that. Um, Vincent would shoot uh, like less frequently, but would be higher damage, and possibly you know shooting closer to the enemy because Vincent is more like he's able to kind of get close and far away really quickly. Um, so he has like massive movement speed, and being able to do higher damage than Barrett basically was his his thought process. Mm-hmm. He said probably do more damage than Barrett, um, you know, at the same pace as Cloud sword swings. So a little bit like that kind of attack speed, but with his gun. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. And then he had an idea with dodging. So he would kind of disappear and it would just be his cape moving, kind of like he referenced a Harry Potter movie mechanical like banishes snape and then it's kind of like i watched the clip on youtube where the cape just kind of like bounces around and then goes out the window and mm-hmm. we did see something similar to this i think it was in advent children as exactly. well because there was a scene in there where he just turns into his cape and his cape is kind of moving around and saves cloud yeah yeah he saves cloud yeah so like i think you stated this as well so mm-hmm. i'm thinking something similar um to that as well for uh dodging and then he also said possibly he flashes to the back of the targeted enemy, so then the enemy becomes pressure because he's shooting a lot closer because he's able to kind of get around and uh, be more evasive. So the person, like the uh, enemy that he's attacking, isn't. It's kind of like he's attacking out of surprise, right? So that's probably pressuring or making the enemy become incapacitated for a few seconds, so the rest of the party has the advantage to gain to increase the pressure uh, bar of the enemy, basically. So Vincent is kind of like a 
in a battle initiator. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he's getting in there, pressuring them or incapacitating them or stunning them and then gets out and does damage as well from further away. So anyway, so yeah, that was a lot. So what do you think <laughs> about <laughs> Vincent? Yeah, uh, I, I like a lot of uh, thought processes uh, t- that Tom made and in, in this comment, it's uh, quite interesting. So uh, I took this as inspiration for fleshing out my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. So for attack, I'd say attack and triangle for me now goes hand in hand with Vincent because he, uh, as we've seen in um, Dirt of Cerberus, is also a um, a good CQC close quarter combat fighter. Mm-hmm. So I can see triangle switching modes like where with Cloud between um, short range and long range. So short mm-hmm. range is not using uh, his gun at all. Maybe. At, uh, as as a last as a combo finisher maybe okay. it just uh, punches and kicks and then uh, shoots from close range but when you're in long range mode he has his, uh, his gun out only and then you can only um, perform basically gun combos okay and for, from uh, far away of course so are you thinking about like how Cloud has two different stances so it would be similar so you can switch between... Yes, exactly. Ba- basically, a mixture between Cloud and Yuffie because Yuffie also switches between um, close range where she just That's swings true. around the shuriken and then can um, throw a shuriken into the enemy and then mm-hmm. uh, perform long-range magical um, attacks like with ninja energy, key energy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think something in between uh, mode switching and then close quarters combat and long range. That's that's what I could see happening. Um, and then if you hold down square, of course, if it's close, it's probably a roundhouse kick or something. And mm-hmm. if it's farther away, it's a charged shot that does more damage or something. Mm-hmm. Yuffie had this, I think, one limit break she had in the original was uh, turned into the hold down square um, attack when she's farther away, I think. Yeah, I, th- I think it was uh, her long range mode. What's basically, uh, how's it called? I, I don't remember the, the, at- the attack name, but she punches the ground and then uh, a string of explosions uh, race towards mm. the enemy. <laughs> but I forget how it's called. Something like that, but instead of using the ground, he just shoots with uh, maybe a second delay because he uh, charges up and then does maybe 150% damage or something like that. And for dodging, I like the idea of uh, taking Brumal form from Yuffie as the basis, yeah. but I can see him like uh, creating more distance between the starting and ending point mm-hmm. more than uh, the other uh, characters do with rolling and dodging and that way he can zip behind enemies and the visuals could be uh, as as we've talked be- before uh, uh, same in uh, as we've seen in Advent Children where he saves Cloud where basically just he disappears into his cape it swirls around and, and then he appears again maybe three meters or something yes uh, into, into the direction you dodged into 
And then it's easy to just sit behind an enemy and then attack from behind. Maybe gets a bonus. Or no, um, there's also the deadly dodge material, if that's mm -hmm. still a thing in uh, future parts, that is. Because right after your dodge, you attack, you get a special mm. attack. With Vincent, he could actually um, perform a, a, a powerful close-range shot. Yeah, that would be awesome. Or something like that, yeah. Just dodge and then a special shot against the enemy or something. Or or maybe still a uh, a short triple shot. Like <laughs> because Cloud Cloud had this roundhouse so cool. uh, the roundhouse slash and Yeah, there, there's there are endless possibilities. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea of kind of a combination of Brumal form where he evades, but then maybe a quick succession attack, like you said, but Maybe he disappears and comes back and shoots really close, but from three different angles. Oh, right. Yeah, kind of a, a phantom image trick and shoot from uh, yeah. three copies and then they disappear mm -hmm. again. <laughs> yeah, like that. That would be so yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> Although that's, that's more, more of a ninja technique, so maybe you figure in something like that in the future. That's true. An ability where she creates a... Uh, a phantom image of herself where she mm. stood and that one okay. stays there for a while. I think Brumal form already does that a little bit, but it's so fa so fast it disappears uh, quite quickly. So, I was thinking more in line with something like how Noctis disappears and comes back and attacks in 15, like on... Right, yeah. The warp strike. The warp strike, but uh, he'll attack and then disappear and come back and the shape of him is kind of left there in particles. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. effects, kind of like that, but except he would actually show up and shoot them. Like he mm. would, it would be him. Maybe some kind of a cloud that forms <laughs> that he kind of dissipates into, or something. I'm not sure. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, maybe, or or just we, so some weird chaos particles left behind, or something. Ooh, yeah, some, that would be cool. Some purple particles <laughs> that every, everybody thinks he's Sephiroth or Genova or something. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for blocking, I think this is pretty straightforward. Just like Tifa, hand up, but with the, the cape in hand, so that he mm -hmm. basically um, moves the cape in front of him to, uh, to block attacks. Mm -hmm. And I thought of a few new abilities uh, with him that could learn. Um, like bullet time, activate, and then maybe. Three, four seconds bullet time, which is then easier to, uh, or th then it's he moves just as fast as usual, but everything else is slowed down for a few seconds, so you can uh, basically shoot more or do more damage within mm -hmm. the same time frame. Um, and maybe a sniper shot that's mm. also uh, that holds time. Uh, kind of like when you're entering uh, the battle menu, mm -hmm. and then you have a few seconds to to target specific parts of an enemy. Like a, a, a certain um, uh, reticle shows up, which you can uh, then move around. And the uh, the weak point for each enemy is different, and maybe some weapon upgrades could increase the time you have for targeting, maybe damage, or even make uh, weak points visible. So that you know, oh, um, 
a human awesome. human heart, of course, or the head or uh, weak weak points. But for, for some weird monsters, it's maybe hard to tell. So maybe then it shows. Oh, this is the weak point, which does double damage, damage or fifty percent more damage or something like that. But on the other hand, the sniper shot could also be his triangle ability. Maybe that's yeah. Once you 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 press it, you have a few seconds to perform that. Okay. And then weapon abilities improve or can uh or weapon not abilities, weapon skills may improve the efficacy of uh this attack. Mm. Like Cloud's Punisher uh mode deals more damage, or I think there were others that's improved triangle abilities. But something like that. I could also see that. I, I think I already mentioned this in uh in one of my earlier videos where mm-hmm. I analyzed uh, the combat from the first uh, gameplay trailer and two screenshots. There I also uh, thought about how all the other characters could play, and I already had an idea for um, Vincent sniper shooting enemies and targeting specific areas. I think it would be pretty cool if done well and not too disruptive to the flow of the uh, usual pretty fast-paced battle. So we'll see. Yeah, I really like that idea of slowing down time. And I think Tom also came up with that idea. Yeah, exactly. There was an ability where, you know, it slows down time and then gives you more time to shoot maybe more accurately. Mm -hmm. I do like what you said, your idea of having where it shows the weak points. And it's not, we're not talking about like in the menu, how if you're fighting, let's say some kind of like a robot and it has different um, arms and legs because you can already choose like which part of you know, the guard scorpion that you want to attack. Yeah, the, the, the front leg plates, for example, in the later stages. Yeah, so it wouldn't be that. Maybe it zooms in like a bullseye, but on different parts of it. And then you can, is that what you mean? And then you... Oh, this like, could also work, yeah. I was thinking more towards like Red Dead Redemption, how you have uh-huh. that ability where you slow down time and then it's like you it's quick succession shots but like mm, as time goes on the red circle kind of zooms in and then you go like when it goes back it's like or whatever <laughs> and you shoot in all those places mm-hmm. kind of similar to that maybe that or i i also remember i haven't really played it myself but i watched uh, a friend play a little bit of fallout three and four mm. or was it just four uh, where you can also slow time and then target specific enemy parts and each enemy mm-hmm. part has a uh, a higher or lower hit rate, and I also think damage, because okay. some parts are weaker, some are not. I see something like that. That just uh, you 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 move the, the reticle yourself and target oh, a certain area, and then you you shoot. And if okay. it's a weak point area, then it does maybe double damage. But maybe some areas are uh, more protected, like uh, a Sahagin's shell where it does mm. basically no damage at all, or almost none. Or maybe it's, uh, there, there's a possibility that, that they uh, include the uh, removal of, of body, body parts much more, not just uh, during bosses, but for mm-hmm. normal enemies as well. I think the, the Behemoth had that. Guard Scorpion had those two um, leg plates you could destroy. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the Crab Warden had a few... Um, Weapons you could destroy, mm-hmm. stuff like that, but also for normal enemies. Yeah. To, to weaken them. For example, Sahakins or Sahakin Prince or whatever Sahakins that may, may appear in the future. 
you you could uh, by targeting the their uh, their shell, maybe they can shatter or something, and then they'll be vulnerable and or immediately immediately staggered, something like that. I can also see this happening, but maybe uh, the others could do that as well. Maybe uh, attacking him from behind with enough uh, enough hits or stronger attacks. Maybe the shell breaks too. But Vincent's sniper shot is uh, more effective at that. Something like mm. that. There are so many directions they could go into, and so many more little quirks they could add to the battle system to make it a little bit more interesting. That would be cool. I like the yeah. weak point idea. Definitely. It also makes sense because he does have uh, sniper rifles in the original. Yeah. Which uh, I think the only thing they actually do is uh, raise the attack percent to 255 so that he basically hits every time. And if you um, equip Deathblow, the Deathblow materia, on Vincent with that weapon on, it never misses. Because Deathblow materia usually lets you attack with a guaranteed critical if you hit. But I think the hit, hit rate is like 70% or something like that. But uh, with Vincent's attack percent of 255, it cancels out and he basically hits every time, so you have a free hit, a free critical if you use Deathblow hmm. with that weapon. So this could be translated into uh, the new battle system this way, with uh, just using a sniper shot ability or tr- a unique ability as Triangle, maybe, something like that. I'd love to see that. Yeah, this sounds awesome. I'm super excited. <laughs> Just Same, thinking yeah. about the possibilities. Yeah. Let's take it a step further, like Mortal Kombat. And you, it's like an x-ray and you can see their heart. And then you Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. X-ray. And then you, you see a, f- a few parts and then you just have to make out which ones uh, the weak point, which ones are not. Yeah. They would never show the actual heart and then you, sh- you shoot them and blood comes out. Like, that's not going to oh, happen. of course not. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool if you switch to, like, uh, some kind of an x-ray vision where you can see the weak mm. parts and then you aim for those or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It would be pretty cool. Yeah. And as I said before, uh, the weapon upgrade system, if they keep it, and you then you could... Uh, certain weapons could uh, improve the sniper shot and some even mm-hmm. show explicitly, oh, this is the weak point. But not all of them. So if you choose another weapon to fight with and that weapon has this ability not uh, unlocked or doesn't have it at all, then you just don't see it and then you need to guess mm. or just remember where it actually is. Okay. So, yeah. And the elephant in the room. His limit breaks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Tom already touched on that, that he could be not controllable by the mm-hmm. player but basically act as a, an uncontrollable party member like Sonon or even the summons. Yeah. So it, it turns into a summon that you can uh, select through uh, on, on the, uh, um, the tactical menu. Instead of summon, it says Vincent or it says Chaos or Gallant yes, Beast exactly. or whatever. And then you can click on it and then issue commands. And then yeah. he does it. That's the only thing you can a little bit control him. I think this would be pretty cool. The only question I have is, should it be timed or always last until the end of the battle? Because if it's during a boss battle, he's basically out of it until the end. But if it's timed, maybe just one minute or something, like the summons are also timed. They don't reside forever. 
I think this could be a good compromise. That he is just uh, in this state for a little while and then returns. While, and in this state, he's basically just another summon. Yeah, I really hope it's like that. I really hope it is. And when, when the, um, the time runs out, he also, like the, uh, like the uh, summons, unleashes a, a finisher attack of sorts. This would be pretty cool, I think. They're going to have to... If it's like that, then balancing that is going to be tough because it's mm. the only character that essentially has a limit break that is a summon with a separate bar, like a summon bar. Like the rest of the party, they just have limit breaks that they do. It's like a cutscene; They do yeah, massive damage exactly. and then it's over. Mm. Well, it, it doesn't need to have like a summon bar. Uh, there could be like a, this other indicator on his uh, status area in the top right or something like that. Or maybe there is a timer that pops up that you see, oh, uh, he's on the field for this long. Of course, I could also see them making him controllable so that he basically just transforms for a, qui mm -hmm. for a, for a while. That he is in Gallant Beast or in... Uh, uh, I forgot the others. The Death Gigas yes. or Gigas and the other Hellmasker and uh, Chaos. Maybe there's a new one in between. Um, but probably not because... If, if if there's four parts and he is fully playable in part three and four, then three would have two transformations and the last part also two transformations with uh, with the most important one, Chaos. I could see that uh, that's happening as well. Mm -hmm. But make him controllable and uh, just um, limit his abilities to those specific to the to his transformation could also work. But I'm not sure. I. I think him being not controllable makes a bit more sense because he unleashes. I think so too. Yeah, for uh, for lore and story reasons, because he is, yeah, not really in control of uh, the unleashing of the beast. On the other hand, in their servers, he is controllable. But first of all, that one's three years later. He probably got those things under control. His inner demons. And he's also alone, so making him uncontrollable for a while would not be satisfactory for the player anyway. So that's probably why they made the Gallant Beast and Chaos controllable. But for Remake here with a party setup, I could see him just turning into a summon. And since they already have this, uh, the, the assets, or not the assets, but the, the code for it, the, the system for it, it's also pretty easy to, to implement. I'd wager. I hope they do that. Because I can also just see them doing a cutscene where he turns into it and then like does the attack and then goes back to his normal form. So it's like just a cutscene that happens and then you don't control him like as the as the monster. Yeah, that would be the, the most the, the lamest option in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I hope they don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> if they did do that, then they would save themselves a lot of time coding I feel like like having to give you control or even uncontrollable, just like trying to figure out that. Like also with the summons, they had smaller summons that you could use, but then you couldn't mm -hmm. use the big summons in certain situations. So then yeah, they because also they were have too to big, implement yeah. that because maybe it's like, okay, he has his limit break, but there's not enough space in this corridor for him to turn into the beast. So what are they going to do? 
Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, to be fair, his transformations aren't all as big. I know and they're not as big. It as like could a... work. That's, that's, I think it, okay. it should work. And from a coding perspective, uh, coming from a programmer's background, I personally would actually just uh, make Vincent basically disappear and disable his, um, uh, how do you say, just his character on the battle. Okay. Or in the on the battlefield, and then just uh, add a summon. That's basically uh, one of Vincent's transformations, and then uh, let that one loose because the the, the system is already in place. Just needs uh, another mesh and uh, mesh other textures, mm-hmm. other attacks and uh, um, rigging and animations and mm-hmm. what have you. So this this would be pretty easy to implement because the system is there. You only need to implement the switch between Vincent and the summon, and then switch back after the the summon basically disappears and made its uh, last attack, final attack, and then it's mm-hmm. just Vincent again. I could see this happening because then when while it's not controllable, it wouldn't make much sense to. Well, maybe they should retu- retain his st- status area because we still need to know how much HP he has. And then see if yeah. he's being attacked. Then uh, maybe he gets knocked out before the timer ends, and then this um, he returns to his uh, normal self, mm-hmm. but is then KO'd. Maybe maybe it's grayed out that that you see. Oh, it's uh, it's not. We're not in control of him, but he's still there. So I think from a coding perspective, this would be the the most straightforward option. But yeah, I'm. I'm not not really a game developer. I have dabbled in game development, and I'm usually programming just normal normal applications. Mm-hmm. So I don't know too much about uh, the ins and outs of uh, engines, especially uh, Unreal Engine. I've only uh, used 2D engines in the past, like RPG Maker and Game Maker Studio and stuff. That's those I know pretty well, but 3D engines basically no. Um, I have basically right. no experience in them. So, but only from a logical perspective, I'd do, I'd do what, what I just uh, explained, using mm-hmm. him as a summon, because the systems are in place. I think if they don't do that, then a lot of people are going to be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. But I totally agree with you. I think uncontrollable party member can issue commands that consume ATB. Yes, exactly. Just like summons. Because then he is a little bit controlled, not just doing his own thing like in the original, but you can still say, okay, now I want to do this and I want to do that, which makes a little bit of sense, but you can't direct him or Mm -hmm. you can't move him around. You can't block, you can't attack normally. You can't use limit breaks, of course. (laughs) And he will also attack normally on his own, but... For example, Gallium Beast has this uh, combo attack and the uh, the fire attack. I don't remember its name, but there's some some explosion fire attack. So you you could just unleash those two by using ATB, and you're good. I think that could work. It's it's mm-hmm. a good compromise between completely non uh, uncontrollable and being controllable and or and just uh, looking differently. But I think it should be timed and not until the end of the battle. Yeah. Especially looking back at Materia Keeper, which is basically the first boss after you acquire Vincent. 
And then you want to use his limit break, of course, and if you're not overleveled, he will get his limit break. And then Galleon Beast appears, and if you're unlucky, he keeps using that stupid fire attack, and Material Keeper absorbs fire. So I've seen, I, I think if you're speedrunning and not natural, you're underleveled, this is basically a soft lock, because you, you can't, if he keeps using the uh, fire attack, um, Material Keeper gets healed more than you can uh, deal damage, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I saw a clip from uh, Caleb Hart, I think it was, the speedrunner, encountered this, or was it another speedrunner? I don't remember. But it was pretty hilarious, because it's, it's basically over. You can start again. <laughs> and if he was timed, then you only had this, were in this predicament for maybe a minute or two, Maybe only 30 seconds. I don't quite know how, how long it should take, but you're not doomed forever. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and on, on top of that, uh, you could synergize uh, with him and use his, uh, let's just say, summon limit uh, abilities synergized, if that's allowed. I could uh, this also uh, see happening. But since it's, he's uncontrollable, maybe not, because you can mm. also, you probably shouldn't be able to synergize with uh, summons, although that would pre- be pretty cool. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about later, but s- synergy with summons, I'd love that. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. Just everything that we're talking about, it, the possibilities, it just sounds like the combat system, if they incorporate some of these things, is just going to be like, insane it's gonna be oh, yeah. ins- it's gonna be insane like yes so much better than remake part one battle system which i love but intermission mm-hmm. just improved on that even more yes you know? better air combat synergy and all yeah. those things really cool yeah well for me i totally agree with a lot of what you said a lot of it was what i wrote is the same i just said that um I can see him being more of an like an aerial shooter. And what I mean by that is shooting in the air. So not like obviously shooting from the ground as well, but then he can also kind of blink in the air and shoot close range to like a flying enemy and then do even more damage probably because they're flying. So maybe they're more susceptible to like gunshots. Hmm. And then they are capacitated they fall to the ground or they're just like being juggled you know what i mean like they're yeah. being disabled oh what i can see is by using sniper shot and teeth hitting their weakness flying enemies will instantly drop down and be pressured and then you can yeah. just unleash them and stagger them yes yeah something <laughs> like that and barrett can still obviously shoot like mm. quick succession and do uh lower damage but it's not incapacitating them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's it's yeah. working up their pressure gauge, but it's it doesn't, you know, just destroy absolutely destroy the enemy. I think Barrett isn't even able to bring them to the ground. I think it's only um when Cloud or Tifa uh attack continuously attack that they may um may hit the ground or something, but I don't think Barrett yeah. or even Aerith are able to do anything other than just damaging flying enemies. But I could remember wrong, because I I wasn't paying too much attention to the uh, yeah. 
the details of aerial combat are just played. Yeah, I think that Barrett can use like overpower or there's another ability where he does quick succession shots that are more powerful from yeah, far the, away. Yeah, the overcharge, yeah. Yeah, and then the those one. will like, I think it causes the pressure bar to go up even more and then he can essentially like stagger it, an enemy and then it falls yeah. down once it's staggered. Uh, focus shot may also maybe mm-hmm. hit stun it a little bit. I'm not quite yes. sure, but yeah. Uh, yeah, could be. But yeah, so that was my thought process. Just like zipping behind the enemy that's mm-hmm. flying and shooting them close range. And then also, like you said, just like snipering. Snipering? That's not a word. Sniping them. Sniping. <laughs> snipering. <laughs> it's, it's a new word. Yeah. Yeah. Um I could I could also see him if when he's in uh short range mode and fisticuffs and kicking mode, he could if yeah. if you're attacking and you're on the ground, he zips up to the enemy with his yeah. um uh cape thingy mm-hmm. to the enemy yeah. up top and then it's exactly. also much better uh, f- a much better feeling for the player to do aerial combat and mm-hmm. kind of like Yuffie uh yes. who just um zooms up or can um, throw the shuriken, then attack it a little bit and then zip right towards the enemy and Mm -hmm. snatch uh, the shuriken, then keep keep going and then uh, uh, slashing it down to the ground. So it's... Exactly. This could work much better. And I'm pretty sure that Tief and Cloud will also receive a little bit of improvement in the aerial combat. I certainly Mm -hmm. hope so, because those two feel a little bit clunky and when the, the enemy flies away a little bit faster, then they just hit the air. Especially Tifa. That is just, it feels weird. Yeah, how many times did I, you know, queue up an attack using ATV? Just like, you know, going into the menu and then choosing something. Mm. And then the enemy already started flying away. So he's, yeah. the enemy is no longer in that position. Mm. And then she's just doing the, you know, star shower the attack or whatever yeah. it is. Not even that. It's something else, like a different attack mm. animation. And they're not even there. So she's not hitting anything anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Normal normal attacks is not that much of a problem because you don't use up uh resources. Mm-hmm. But it's still it it just it Tifa sticks in the air and just hits the air and the enemy's already on exactly. the other side of, and of the, the enemy's, battle area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happened so many times in the battle sim mm-hmm. too, I got really frustrated. Yeah. 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 Or in the Coliseum. Yeah, exactly. But uh yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted to add about Vincent. I'm so stoked to see and play Vincent. <laughs> Same. Very interesting for sure. Yeah, I'm really excited. All right, so moving on here, we're going to be talking about Sid. Oh, good old Sid. I hope they <laughs> they keep the uh his uh little uh, cigarettes uh, stubble in the in, in his mouth that he's constantly smoking. <laughs> I know I find this charming, even if it if it sets a bad example, because mm-hmm. smoking is less and less accepted. I feel and is considered really unhealthy. But on the other hand, it's 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 a game. It's a quirk. It's part of him. He he lights the dynamite with his cigarette. This is so cool. <laughs> and if he first needs to. Pick pick out a cigarette and light it first. Yeah. Then light the dynamite. That's just not the same. It just needs to um, hold up, light it, and throw it. This should this should just be there. That's interesting because 
I think I'm not sure like what rating the game will have to be just the fact that he has a cigarette in his mouth because it shows a cigarette. Well, I, I don't think teen rating is is uh, is a problem there. It's not a problem for teen rating because uh, President Chandler also smoked a cigarette. Uh, oh, that's a true. Cigar uh, in oh, the meeting, yeah. and I think it also said uh, smoking a cigar in the rating description somewhere. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure this is not really much of a problem. Yeah, I hope he keeps it. Yeah, or they'll do something meta, and he's like vaping instead. <laughs> Maybe, but then he can't light the dynamite <laughs> because this is such a badass move maybe he vapes and like fire breath comes out no <laughs> <laughs> he drinks gasoline and then just like lights <laughs> his well, breath this on is fire even, this is even more unhealthy than uh, just smoking a cigarette <laughs> uh. oh boy but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to Sid as well. Mm-hmm. Sid, is, Sid, Sid is a fun one, especially I like Dragoons. Yeah, same. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's start. The attack. A naturally spear combo, like just uh, slice and pierce and hit and bonk and what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty sure this is a given. It's not too much of, um, of a surprise or something, something special. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he holds when you hold spe- hold a square, I think you could just uh, perform a 360-degree spear swing, just uh, swing around yeah. yourself or something. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Just now, I thought of something. Um, he's a dragoon, so he jumps in the air. He loves to jump. So maybe if, if you hold square, instead of uh, a spear swing, he could also make uh, a not-so-high jump, like a, a lower jump and uh, attack mm. from above. Okay. This could also work. Maybe this could be his uh, uh, the first his first limit break turned into a normal uh, hold square oh, attack. Okay, but then his real limit break is just a much much higher dragoon jump, which does oh yeah more damage or maybe damage to all surrounding enemies or something. Like it's a little bit of an AOE. I think yeah. this he has three uh, abilities where he jumps into the air. Uh, one is the the first limit break where it just just jumps up and onto the enemy. Another one is jump up higher and then um, if uh, basically uh, eagles down or how do we call it when an eagle uh, flies down to the ground? Uh, I, I forgot the English word for it, but it, it just it just flies back to the ground, hits the ground, and then basically damages all enemies. Ooh, and then the third yeah. one is jumping up, down, up and down, up and down, random enemies, single ones. I think it's a, a dragon something it's called. So he has three limit breaks, and I'm pretty sure they don't want to use three similar limit breaks as actual limit breaks to to break, to, to uh, make it more mm-hmm. uh, diverse. That they each limit break is really unique. So yeah, it could be that his normal just jump up and hit the enemy could be the whole square attack, the jump up into the air uh, high for for quite some time, and then uh, slash down onto one enemy with some AOE damage. Some area damage could be an ability. And then the limit break could be the jump up and down, jump up and down, jump up and down. He just uh, like jumps up and down on one enemy multiple times. This could be his actual first jumping limit break. Something like that. Just to, to, to just uh, spread them out over all the these mm-hmm. um, gameplay elements or battle elements a bit. I could see this. But also, I wouldn't be mad if they just use a spear swing. Just... Uh, 
damage all enemies uh, all around him, maybe mm-hmm. make him stagger a little bit or push him back, something like that. Yeah, my idea was he sticks the spear in the ground and then he goes around it. Instead that, of him yeah. twirling around, he sticks it in the ground, he jumps on it, and then he's like kicking all the way mm. around in a circle or something like that. Didn't Ch- Jackie Chan do this in in one of his movies where he's he <laughs> like he grabs a pole and then just basically r- runs from enemy head to enemy head? Yes. Like he, he runs like uh, ninety degrees in the air or something. It's pretty Yo. pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something like that. That would yeah. be awesome <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, on the other hand, he could also dodge this way, like stick the spear into into the uh, the ground and then swing around to the other side to dodge the attack. Something oh, like yeah, that. That's then true. he could stick the spear into that, dodge, stick the spear into the ground, dodge. And this would also uh, look pretty funny when you just keep dodging and dodging and dodging. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And maybe the parry is similar, but with damage. I don't know. This could also work. I thought about... Uh, Coming up with uh, parry attacks, but I thought, no, this is overboard. We just, should just uh, focus on uh, yeah. normal attacks, all those normal maneuvers and abilities and, and uh, let me brace, because otherwise we'll be here all evening <laughs> or all day for you, <laughs> because it's evening for yes, me now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, blocking pretty much holds his, it's his spear in front of him. I don't think there's much else to be said about it kind of similar to cloud just with a spear instead of a sword um and co- coming back to jump i also had the idea of the triangle ability being the jump so okay you, you press triangle hold it for for a little bit like Aerith, like you can hold it for at most a second mm. and then this is this or a multiple of this is the time he will stay in air and while he's in air he's invulnerable yeah. Let's say you press for a second, then it's fully loaded. You um, release, and then he jumps into the air for, let's say, two seconds, and then uh, rushes down into the enemy. And while, while he's yeah. up, he's invulnerable, because that's a, a basically a, a traditional Dragoon ability. Uh, for example, Final Fantasy IX, Freya, does this as well. I think it's just a normal uh, yeah. ability she has. Uh, jump. I think it's called jump, and then she's just for maybe one or two rounds or something in the air, and no, nothing can hit, can hit her. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, strategically important because when you see the enemy prepare a devastating attack, he can just yeet himself out of, of the, uh, the picture, basically, <laughs> for a few seconds and then attack, while the others are KO'd, awesome. and then he can uh, revive the others, something like that. Yes. So whether it's trial attack or hold square, no, hold square. I'm pretty sure he won't uh, jump up that much. But if it's an ability or a triangle attack, I, I'm pretty much don't really care which one of it is. But I really want them to implement this uh, traditional dragoon attack where he uh, flees the, 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 the field for for a few seconds and then attacks. Because otherwise, he's not a real dragoon, in my opinion. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I said jumping super high that he's yes. off screen. Like I don't yeah, think you see exactly. him. He's just so high, and then he just crashes down on the target. Mm. Basically, yeah. Because otherwise, I don't think there's much uh, possibility for any character to be completely invulnerable, unless maybe brutal form for Yuffie, because that's mm-hmm. basically evading anything for yeah half a second or a second. 
the others can't do that. So this would be uh, a nice change that somebody can actually do it and do it right and well. I feel like if that's his main mechanic, it would be super yeah. annoying if he can be disabled or like interrupted during that attack. Yeah, exactly. As I think as as soon as he jumps off, he should be invulnerable or Im- impervious to any attack until he hits the enemy and then he's being uh he's able to be hit again. Mm-hmm. Like so many times I'm trying to cast a magic ability or yeah. I'm doing something <laughs> yes. and then you just get hit and it's like yeah, it, it's gone. The ATB bar is gone. The and the MP is gone. The MP's got like everything's gone, but I never it didn't yeah. do anything. Or when you would cast, like once I did a limit break and it was like the the enemy uh, went into like the next phase of oh its, right uh, of yeah, the yeah, battle yeah. yes and oh. my limit break oh. did nothing because they weren't there and then. All my my limit break bar was gone. Yeah, <laughs> I was so mad. That's something they really need to fix. That's f- maybe maybe the limit break just stops. Maybe Cloud or whoever mm-hmm. performs limit break uh, stops just in, in in his track and then keeps going afterwards. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I think it was the guard scorpion that I was yeah, doing could that. Be. and it was it was all oh, right. It beginning. jumps away. Yeah, it jumps yeah, away. He jumps the, away, and uh, I used it. Yeah. I was like, ugh. Anyway. Yeah. This is, this is, this is really annoying. The, the phase change. They really need to do something about that mm-hmm. to make it less annoying. And also visible. I, I think, did, did we talk about this or was it some, somewhere else? I think we talked about this, that they could, how they could um, improve upon this. I think it was on our first spoiler cast where we talked about Probably, yeah. it was mechanics and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because sh- uh, showing where the faces are on the health bar would be very, very beneficial. Oh. Then you see, oh, it's almost done for this. That makes sense. Because it, it doesn't really matter because you see how much health he has. But seeing where the splits are would make much more sense for a planning perspective. Because then you can say, okay, just let's just finish this uh, phase and then use Limit Break. Because losing a Limit Break is so annoying in, in this game because it's hard to gain. And it's gone after the battle anyway. So it's only for this battle. And if you, if you just waste it and then can't build it up again, it's just like, come on. <laughs> you screw me, game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do we even see the HP bar for the enemy? Yeah, we do see it. That's, that's uh, a, without sense or anything. It's just there. That's, that's what I like. So all the enemies have hmm. health bars and pressure bars. That's always there. Oh, right. Yeah. So we yeah, see yeah, it, yeah, yeah. but we don't see where the cutoff points are for the phase change. Mm, yeah, it would be nice if we had a little uh, indicator or yes. they just had multiple HP bars. So maybe that, one, yes, is, one yes. is green, one is blue, or one's blue, one's green, and one's red. So like the last phase is red because they're almost mm. dead or something like that. Or like uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 did it with the dots underneath the health bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in smart. Kingdom Hearts 1, they had different colored bars, but in 2, it was always green, but they had the dots uh, underneath. So if one health bar goes down to zero, it fills up again, but one dot is missing underneath. So you see, there, there are so many health bars on, uh, on one uh, boss or enemy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like for Remake, idea. this could work, because then you... you um, I think this this could work even better because then each phase has its own health bar and you don't know how much health it has because when you analyze it, you only see or or, uh, assess it. 
you see mm-hmm. only their total uh, yeah. HP and no, do not know uh, how much HP each face has. Exactly. So then it's even more mysterious. Then you bring it down to to zero health, and then you know, okay, this phase is done, but you have no idea about the next phase. You just know how many phases there are. I think this this could work a little bit better for planning so and too. that you don't really know what's to come because if the first phase is like 10% of his HP bar, next one is another 30, and then maybe 20, you just don't know how much is still there. But if you see the health bar from the beginning, you don't really, you, you, you know exactly, okay, he has like 10% left, I'm almost there. So yeah, it's, uh, I think it could work, but who knows? Maybe they'll just keep it. <laughs> yeah, I just had an idea. Maybe it doesn't show you like the phase, the little dots for each phase, um, like outside of combat. So even if you analyze, it won't show you because I feel like mm, some people exactly. might feel that that's a spoiler because then if they go into a battle and they see five dots, you're like, oh God, this is like a five phase um, enemy. So maybe it's just, when the enemy's HP is almost all gone, then a dot appears or something appears to show that it's about to go into the next phase, maybe a little icon. Or nothing. Maybe just nothing. It's just a health bar. And if it goes to zero and it has a next phase, then it will go. And you have no idea if there will be a next phase. Because then you just say, okay, this phase is done. Now he charges up again, next phase. But you don't know if there's a third or a fourth. And then you just bring it back down to zero again. Oh, it charges up again. Oh, again. This could, maybe this could also be frustrating because... Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I like yeah. that idea where it's separate HP bars, but you only see one and you think that's yes. the total, but it's just that it's not, HP yeah. bar for that phase. Because the issue right now is that it's one HP bar with the full HP yes. pool, but then we didn't know like, okay, it gets down to this percentage or this amount, then it goes on to the next phase. I like that idea. You don't even need to show dots. It's just mm. that when you know it's close to the end, then... Yeah, don't waste the limit break. <laughs> yeah, I'll use it maybe to get to the next phase or I'm going to use it at the beginning of the next yes, phase then, exactly. you know? So I like that idea. Exactly. The only thing is that when you assess the enemy, you, w- you would see the whole uh, HP and then how, many, how much HP it still has. So it wouldn't be that much of a... Uh, a mystery anymore but since it's it's uh, there are numbers it's just not immediately visible you just see oh, okay there is more to him that than just this mm-hmm. one uh, hp bar maybe i don't know it's yeah it, there's there are pros and cons i think yeah the current system works it's just really really annoying when you don't know where, where the cutoff point is because you lose your attacks Especially if it's your first playthrough. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Um, because you haven't memorized the patterns of the uh, the boss battles mm-hmm. yet, so you mm-hmm. don't know when exactly. it's going to happen. So you yeah. risk losing it. That's why I think the, the best compromise would just be indicators for where mm-hmm. uh, the cutoff points are for the phases. Yeah. So that you see the whole bar, but you see it segmented. And then you, yeah. But then again... You see how long or how how much HP each face has. Is that's also giving maybe giving away too much. So it's hard to say. But <laughs> again, we've gone off topic like we yeah, love to yeah. do. <laughs> you guys are uh, love this too. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so yeah, for me, for um, Sid, I just added that I think that maybe dynamite actually becomes an ability instead of a limit break. 
Yeah, that's that works pretty much. I, I think that works. Yeah. You know, so he mm. lights the dynamite, throws it in, and then it explodes and does damage. But it's an ability instead of a mm. instead of a uh, limit break. Yeah, it's not 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 as flashy to be a uh, a limit break. I feel like uh, braver is also not too not flashy enough. That's why it's abil- it's an ability now. Yeah. yeah, they could just they could just make it flashy, but just a little bit like not as flashy as a. As a limit break, yeah. although it would be really cool if they did it as a limit break. Yeah, the um, like the first phase of of the animation would be him pu- pulling out a dynamite uh, stick <laughs> and then lighting a cigarette and re- really focusing on uh, on this part. You only see like the part of his mouth and the the cigarette and the the, um, the dynamite. The dynamite, yeah, yeah. And then it zooms out again, and then he throws, yeah. This would be pretty cool camera work. He throws it in and then turns around and looks at the camera and gives you a thumbs up, and then it yes, explodes Yes, in, in the background, it's a <laughs> huge explosion. Yeah, yeah that's, this would be nice. Yeah, I'd love that. That's, that. This could work as a limit break. But still, I, I think it could work as a, uh, as a ability as well. It wouldn't be as cool because you would, you'd have to really look closely to see that he's lighting uh, the, the dynamite with a cigarette. That's but, true. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think both could work. I said that it would be cool if they had some kind of an ability where he summons like missiles or something from the tiny Bronco, or or maybe it's you know maybe Shara is like <laughs> right, yeah, at the controls, mm-hmm. and he's just like on a walkie-talkie, like we need some missiles, and she's like coming your way. <laughs> and then yeah. they just like show up and there's like or something like that. Yeah. Well, his his ultimate limit break in the original is already kind of like that. Yes. It's yes. called High Wind and it shoots down I think 20, 19 or 20 missiles, something yeah, like yeah. that. I was thinking of something like a a drone or something even yeah, that will yeah. come in and like it's shooting for a bit while mm. Yes, this could work like an, an, an autonomous uh, flying saucer or something that just mm-hmm. enters the battlefield and uh, yeah, um, an- annoys the enemies a little bit with lasers, what have you. I don't know. Oh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's got some tech, you know? Like yes, he's, yes, he certainly like, out does. Out of the whole party, isn't he the one that has like most of the tech stuff? Yeah, at least he knows about tech stuff because you know? he, he's he's freaking a rocket pilot. He needs exactly. to know his rocket so science. He has the tech, so <laughs> yeah. I feel like he would be the one to to call in some kind of a drone yes. or you know something. I mean, outside of like Kate Sith or Catchy or whatever. Yeah, but Catchy doesn't really do anything. It just has the resources to call something because yeah. of Reef, of course. Yeah. But yeah, I, I get your point, and I'm pretty sure he built the, the tiny Bronco himself. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure because it, it's in his yard and his, it's been he's been uh, like working on it for quite some time. Have you? And it's yeah. I, I don't think this is officially confirmed somewhere, yeah. unless I'm forgetting. But I'm pretty sure he, he uh, built it himself. It certainly looks like that. <laughs> Imagine the tiny Bronco just like shows up and flies down and he jumps on it and then like flies him into the air and then he jumps off of it and and goes down and pierces them <laughs> do you know what i mean 
<laughs> yes, this 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 could work. Or maybe in between, it, it time Bronco comes, he jumps on it, then he yes. uses the time Bronco to shoot a few missiles into the battlefield, and then jumps off, and then also performs the, a, uh, yeah. a flying oh spear attack God. as well. That'd be so cool. This this could be maybe his uh, second limit break for the the part he appears in, maybe mm-hmm. like Ascension for Cloud, which was also pretty flashy. Originally Klim Hazard, but with a few with a little pinch of Omni Slash um, mm. put into. But yeah, I, I could see the Tiny Bronco being used or something like that. But on the other hand, if you're using the t- if we're using the Tiny Bronco as a uh, as a vehicle to go mm-hmm. around the place, and then we're very much inland or even in within the Temple of the Ancients, and so we're inside in a cave. And then the time Bronco comes, I think this would be, I don't know, <laughs> that's weird. True. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> doesn't really. No, it doesn't. But I don't know. May, maybe, maybe the cutscene where we steal a tiny Bronco could could be expanded upon heavily, where he does some stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. And one last thing, I, I, I'm pretty sure uh, Sid could use uh, an attack called Focus Piercer, like Focus mm. Thrust, Focused Shot, and Focused... Uh, yep. Uh, what is it called again? Tifa Strike? Focused Strike, right, it was. And just another Focused uh, attack that drives up the, the uh, Stagger Gauge once it's pressured, or much mm-hmm. more than usual. I think Sid is, Sid is um, destined to have one. Maybe Vincent also has one. I don't know, because Aerith doesn't have one. Vincent might not need it because he has other means of uh, quickly staggering enemies. So, But Sid, I can see Sid uh, receiving a focus piercer or something like that. Yeah, me too. Maybe he throws it. Maybe, yeah. Um, you know? Javelin <laughs> attack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like he throws it at them and then runs in, mm-hmm. pulls it out, yeah, and then this like could work, uh, yeah. hits them with it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, hits them with a bonk with a blunt side. <laughs> <laughs> headbutts it. Yeah, or that. Yeah, exactly. Headbutt with uh, with his uh, goggles on the, on his head. Yeah, that would be cool. Or he throws it at them. It's stuck in them. Then he runs towards them and then burns them with his cigarette. <laughs> he pulls a cigarette out of his mouth and he's like. He puts it out on the enemy and yeah, burns. on the enemy, and, and then he like grabs it. <laughs> yeah, and, and then he, he pulls out another cigarette, lights it, and then uh, yes, he's, he's fighting. <laughs> <laughs> he just like takes the cigarette, blows a puff of smoke, and it's face. Yeah, and then it's <laughs> and then poisoned or something. <laughs> Bad breath. <laughs> <laughs> With some witty comment. Yep. <laughs> Exactly, something like that. Lots of swearing, like you little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I can see that. He's he's much more the swearing type than Barrett is even. Really, but the, the the foul mouthed one. We already saw a bunch of swearing in part one. So yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, yes. All right. So moving on here, we're talking about Kate Sith or Kate She. Catchy, however you pronounce it, yeah. <laughs> we'll see when the remake uh, part two arrives. Yeah, I'm interested to see. Um, so Tom was just wondering, he didn't know how they were going to pull this off. So he was thinking, like, will Kate Sith issue commands to the giant Moogle? 
um, or the Moogle just, you know, pummels the enemies, at, or is it the actual megaphone that's causing the damage? Because apparently, you know, like Kate Sith controls the Moogle with the megaphone, like giving him instructions. So he was just confused and didn't know. And I was like, interesting. And also, I'm not too sure, but we're going to talk about it right now. So um, did you want to give your thoughts about how um, Kate Sith might work in battle? Yeah, for certain. It's it's really hard to to come up with stuff that is not just uh, quirky and actually works. And I also didn't include his megaphone much because I pretty sh- I, I think his catchy uses his megaphone to instruct the Moogle, but we as players actually control the Moogle or control it yeah. through catchy. So for us players, it doesn't make any difference. But for lore reasons, it's catchy issues commands like attack, and we all we should also mm-hmm. hear that like. Attack him, pummel him, do this, do that, yeah, roll that over, cool, whatever. Uh, just that, that we hear Ketchy, the cat on top of the Moogle, mm-hmm. actually saying what the Moogle should do and the Moogle will do it. And taunt the, en- the enemies or something. Um, so, well, it, it, he could also, maybe there, there could be new abilities where he could maybe dis- disencourage the, the enemies, like... Uh, confuse him or like silence that. him or something like that but i have something later on uh for for the megaphone but mm-hmm. first normal attack i'm pretty sure it's just like in the original you steer the moogle and the moogle runs around and just hits the enemies with his arms with, yep. with his blunt arms just and yep. just pummels him um i think this is straightforward works and I don't think there's much more to say about this. Uh, but holding down square, maybe he spins around with his arms held mm, out like a propeller like or that. something. <laughs> yeah. This could work. Um, then dodge, it's just, just a roll sideways or forward, backward, and Ketchy has to stay on the Moogle by running in the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Um, blocking, I think it could work that Ketchy... When he blocks, it stays, stays still. It's like like a bunker. It just is there. You can't move during block, but the damage is also um, uh, much more f- decreased, like maybe to a fourth of the damage instead of just half. Okay. But he can't move during blocking. It's just, he's just there. Mm-hmm. Because the Moogle is just such a, uh, a big thing that uh, blocking and just slowly moving around, I don't think works that much maybe he could but in my mind it makes sense that that he blocks and just stays there it it becomes like this this iron wall of whatever (laughs) and blocks anything and this he he could actually be the tank in the group next to barrett Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially uh with high h high hp high defense and the better block and stuff and the taunt ability which i'll talk about soon um, but first, triangle. Triangle. I could see uh, Ketchy also switching modes. So Moogle mm-hmm. mode, he would jump off the Moogle, stay somewhere, and instruct the Moogle what to do. And the Moogle then has much more freedom to do anything because he doesn't need to keep the cat on top. Uh, so it's much more mobile, can, can roll around like crazy and attack. Mm-hmm. And it's the attack pattern movement is significantly different um, because of that. Uh, the Moogle might even take less damage, but if somebody attacks the exposed Kate, which who would just 
like stand or move around somewhere, if that one's attacked, it will cause double damage or much more damage and Moogle mode immediately ends because the Moogle will then rush back and protect Kate again. Kind of like uh, punisher mode as soon as you get hit by mag. No, I think only when you roll, when you dodge, it, it exits uh, punisher mode. Mm. But you can't block long range attacks or uh, magic attacks. But I don't think it ends uh, punishing mode. But when you dodge, it ends it. And here, if if Ketchy gets attacked, it ends Moogle mode as a as as compensation. And of course, big damage if the Moogle get, uh, the uh, Ketchy gets attacked. This could I think this could work and also make him much more quirky and a little bit more interesting. And more risk rewarding because he is all about this uh, risk reward and uh, random chance, random generator stuff. And yeah, this I, I think this could work. So for new abilities, I came up with Moogle Cannon, which is basically the same as Ninja Cannon in Intermission. Uh, Kate just jumps off, and the Moogle just throws him itself or rolls in high speed towards the enemy, bounces off, jumps back to. Catchy, and then he gets onto the Moogle again. Um, this this may re- result in uh, in a hit stun, like immediately uh, cancels enemy attacks or whatever they uh, they were doing. Maybe pressure the enemy if if they're not too um, buff, like Chronomogger or uh, bigger bosses. Um, and if there's Moogle mode enabled. It will end Moogle mode because the Moogle goes back to Ketchy. And now for a really interesting idea I had. Taunt. Ketchy just shouts at the enemy. Some random obscenities, whatever. And this has a random effect. Either it provokes the enemy, that it only attacks Kate. Or it pressures the enemy. Or it puts him into a berserk status. Or mutes them. Or slows them down or stuns them for a few seconds, or it does nothing and the enemy just, I don't care about you, and attacks another party member. Because that would speak to his uh, randomness, uh, as we've yeah. seen in Limit Breaks, in, the, in mm-hmm. the original. And, hang on, I oh, I forgot to write down Limit Breaks, but, um, or did I? No, I forgot about them. But Limit Breaks, I can see... No, I think I, I, I know why I, I skipped on them, because uh, I will talk about them in the next segment. Right, yep. right. that's why. <laughs> so for me, I just said something similar for normal attack. I said punching, spinning arms, wind-up attack. When I said like those old-school cartoons where like they have their arm back and their fist just like twirling like that, oh, and then right, punching, yeah. and then like the weight of his um, fist... It, like, mm carries them forward into the yeah. um, enemy, something like that. This could be the whole square attack too. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's like one of those old school cartoon, like, like you know what I mean? Just yeah, absolutely yeah. ridiculous. It's, yeah, um, he, he, he needs to be ridiculous. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's catchy. He needs to be uh, ridiculous mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> I said he does have, like the Moogle has little wings on the back. So I thought for oh, dodge, right, right, maybe too. he jumps and you just see them flutter. And he jumps back and yep. like flies a tiny bit and then lands. This could work too. Like That's fast, yeah. but mm-hmm. like not or rolling. I feel like he's 
similar to like fat chocobo is just yeah like exactly rolling around the battlefield <laughs> that's, that's what i had in mind yeah <laughs> especially for moogle mode that he basically becomes fat chocobo and uh, rolls around and does does his stuff exactly and they already have that mechanic but obviously yes. he would move faster than yeah fat chocobo, right yes um i agree with you with the moogle mode i said um what about both of them in, like they're both attacking, but they're separate. But you can't control Kate's um, attack. So the mm. menu is showing the Moogle attack still, but like, like Kate's just like actually doing like claw swipes, maybe instead of being like far away. You know what I mean? And issuing commands with like, yeah, maybe instead of controlling the Moogle, you control Catchy and. Uh, then have the ability to maybe issue commands. So basically, uh, Moogle becomes a, a summon for yeah. Kate, something like that. Something like that. But without yeah. a timer, just until Kate gets gets hit or you yes. end Moogle mode. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, this could also work. That's that's a good idea. Yeah. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Because then you can still avoid attacks with Ketchy, but not as good because he would be rather, rather slow because of his uh, tiny feet tiny legs exactly and dodging would also not be too far also like the, the, the dodging distance wouldn't be that great so it's easy, much easier to hit but it's it's a it's a basically uh yeah risk reward system you risk uh yeah, being exactly. hit and uh ending moogle mode and uh taking uh tons of damage but moogle mode is is pretty powerful because the Moogle can basically do whatever he wants and damage enemies roll around the battlefield, many AoE attacks, what have you. Yeah, this could work. And I'm thinking increased damage from Moogle, but increased damage to Kate in that yes, mode. So exactly. not necessarily increased um, defense. Oh, I'm thinking yeah, increased sure. damage, but increased damage received and outputted. Yeah. So, yeah. but like you said, once... No, no damage to the Moogle itself... When it's around, it's just there. Like so summons also don't take any damage, but Ketchy will take damage, and you have to uh, make exactly. sure that he doesn't get hit. But the Moogle also um, has increased damage output. But again, yeah, Kate, Kate is maybe maybe in Moogle mode, the enemy is more likely to target Ketchy because they notice, oh, that that small thing, and then you really need exactly. to get out of uh, harm's way. Yeah, yes. yes. I just don't see Kate like jumping out of the battle and just kind of standing there. Ah, Unless yeah. you would control yeah, Moogle. Then the control would go to Moogle and yes. he's just off to the side. Exactly. Because you have to control something. Yeah, yeah. Of course, the Moogle would be controlled. But then uh, Ketchy will just be alone there and you as player couldn't do anything. And just at some time, the Moogle would automatically return to Ketchy because he got hit and you haven't been able mm -hmm. to do anything so your suggestion makes much more sense to control catchy and then you have to, the ability to uh, evade attacks and let let the moogle do its thing yeah yeah i like that idea for sure and it's increased yes. uh damage but also increased uh damage, damage received, received for catchy, so yeah. then it's kind of like you can't be in that mode for too long you know what i mean yes well you can but it's <laughs> you will uh, receive damage yeah yeah at some point so for blocking, I said, like you said, stand still, can't move. Um, then I said, but I said Kate could also jump in the back oh, or hang right. off of yes. the back. Yeah, <laughs> just hang off of the maybe hanging on to the wings. 
Yes. Like he's just hanging onto the wings and then he's getting like saved basically or less yeah. damage received and then he jumps back on him mm. after. I I had in mind that it just lays flat onto the Moogle's head, which could also work because oh, yeah, then he has true. basically no attack area. Uh but um going behind the Moogle could also work. Yeah. I th- I think both work. Yeah, and then I said for new um new abilities or maybe it's a new uh limit break. I don't know. I just made it up. So I just <laughs> called it self-destruct. Huh. So I said basically uh Kate like jumps off and said self-destruct to Moogle and Moogle just like runs in and then turns like blinks red and then explodes. Mm, yeah. And then Kate Sith does more damage because he's without but then it's kind of like diva and overwatch so her ultimate is she's inside of this mech unit so oh. she flies it into battle his her ultimate like she flies it in she jumps out mm-hmm. and then it goes and then it explodes but then she can call another one down right so we're this assuming that reeve has control right so yeah. basically it's like he can call down another one because there's yeah. another one waiting and shinra just sends one in and yeah. then he just like basically flies down and probably when he hits the ground he also can stun or do damage and then yeah. he jumps on it and then it's like a replacement unit yeah <laughs> yeah exactly something like that and then you could this could also set up his uh sacrifice at the temple of the ancients because then you you think oh the moogle is just it's just uh it's, it's a doll it's disposable but yeah, the cat exactly. on top is not the cat yeah. is then you you might believe that the cat is not and when Ketchy goes to sacrifice himself by solving a puzzle he goes in himself with the moogle so mm-hmm. the, you can't think okay now it's uh, really yeah, gone because exactly. you can't bring back the cat but then exactly. he does come back and oh that was a robot too oh <laughs> interesting i think this yeah. could work that's a good idea i liked it i like it and then also um we saw it in the battle simulator as well. There was a Moogle at one point that was throwing out these balls that would like turn into more enemies or something like that. Yes, with, so, with that fat chocobo. Um, and, and Moogles are also around uh, helping him out and throwing stuff. Yeah. My idea was just something crazy like that where he just pulls stuff out out of inside of him and it's mm, like why not? a ball. Yeah. And then he throws it out, but the ball turns into a creature that fights for you, like with you, but you don't mm. control it like um, one of the enemies. Yeah. Kind of like in 13-2, you can get the gems right. of like, these creatures in the environment, yeah. but then they're part of your party, but it's not the same. It's just like they throw it out and then it fights for a bit and then dies mm. or something like that. Basically, uh, robotic plush versions of real enemies. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like a, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, Maybe yeah. you throw something out and it actually is a powerful enemy and then you have to kill that too plus kill the boss <laughs> because it's yeah. like... Yeah, that would speak to Ke- Kechi's uh, randomness. Like he's screwing with you kind of thing. Yeah, you don't know what to get. It's just a mystery box you throw out and either it's like health for you, health for the enemy, uh, another yeah. enemy that fights the enemy or an enemy that fights you or an explosion that's, that hits everything in, in range, even you. Uh, yeah. Just stuff like that. Or maybe it's like a jack-in-the-box and then it opens up and there's a huge punching thing and it just like punches you in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Or the next thing that pops out, maybe it's like some HP restoration or maybe it's buffs but also debuffs at the same time. Like it's just kind of like you never know what you're going to get. (laughs) Although uh, it should be in your favor so that's... uh... 
the chance is it's a higher chance that it's something good for you, but it could be something bad. Yeah. But if it's yeah. bad, it's not as bad. Only if you're really, really unlucky, uh, something really bad happens, like um, an explosion yeah. that's, that puts all uh, everybody's HP to one, like from the party, not mm -hmm. the enemy, because otherwise it's... Yeah. Or all the enemy and you. Yeah. Which wouldn't work for bosses or uh, uh, taller ones, but maybe mm -hmm. uh, smaller mobs would get hit, and then it's just uh, sudden death, like the the next that gets hit is dies, mm -hmm. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, or if you destroy the thing that came out of it, like if it's a, an enemy, mm. like a hound or something, then you the person that kills it gets a buff, like a slight. Oh buff. Maybe right, it's yeah. Movement speed bonus or something like, like that. Something yeah. like that. So it gives you incentive to actually destroy Just fun, it. Just fun, fun stuff. You know but I mean? it's uh, it's it's random. Not always good, but you can turn it around if you if you know what mm -hmm. you're doing. Yeah. Yes, that, that this is. This would certainly fall within Ketchy's MO, mm -hmm. for sure. And they already have, like, I see the attack animations being, like, what the Moogles were already doing, where things mm -hmm. were just kind of poof, and then also, yeah, like, exactly. those stars appearing, yeah. you know, because there was a lot of stars, particles, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like they were already kind of playing with those battle mechanics that we'll probably mm -hmm. end up seeing, or the animations, because they're just going to mm -hmm. reuse those for... Oh, like probably, yeah, it, probably. Something like that. But anyway, just an idea. But yeah, that's pretty much oh, for what sure. I have. Yes, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So moving on to the next topic here, we're talking about how synergy and character switching might be implemented. So did you want to start us off with the section, Viz? Yes, please. So synergy, uh, this is something that um, they got my my big brain going while playing intermission because this is such a cool idea that you can uh, synergize or not mm -hmm. and with just two characters and one of them not even playable it's already interesting but when you have a full party how would this work and what possibilities uh, would this uh, open up this mm -hmm. I think this has a lot of potential and I think the best best way it could work is the same as an intermission, you just activate it, and then it's mm -hmm. basically all characters are synergized, and the ones that you are not controlling gain less ATP, just like an intermission. However, there are certain abilities that uh, can be synergized. For example, well, maybe not braver, but uh, something else can be uh, synergized. Let's say, like focus thrust or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, may maybe focus thrust or, or something like that. Just synergized focus thrust, let's say. And then um, uh, you're in control of TFUD and you synergize with, uh, with everyone. Use uh, select cloud by pressing, uh, what was it, L L2 or R2? Mm -hmm. Just sw switch to cloud without actually switching, to switch to his menu. And mm -hmm. then abilities, and then select um, synergized focus thrust. Then Tifa jumps onto his sword, clouds uh, um, sweeps forward towards mm -hmm. the enemy, and then Tifa also jumps up and uh, ha gets in a real uh, hard uh, velocity uh, velocity punch mm -hmm. through clouds um, a movement or something like that. Yeah, probably not the best example, but the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> But I, I think just uh, certain abilities could, could just work well uh, with each other or just create new or, or they need to create new ones for that, maybe. I don't know. 
maybe those in part one just don't really lend themselves towards synergized mm -hmm. versions because they were not made to be synergized. So we need new yeah. abilities, which, well, I welcome new, abil new abilities because uh, otherwise using all this, uh, the same in all four, three or four parts would be boring. So create new synergy uh, abilities that can be used uh, alone or synergized with the others. Um, then it's just, just a question if all characters are able to synergize with that ability and they have a system which uh, makes it easy to just replace characters and doing basically the same. Even if Tifa is uh, small, slender and light and Barrett is this huge thing and or even Ketchy has completely different uh, physiology. Mm -hmm. So uh, maybe this doesn't quite work. Maybe um, it's or each um, synergized ability is only limited to certain characters that work. Yeah. Uh, certain combinations. Maybe there are synergized abilities that work for all three. That they maybe um, maybe it's some, some charge attack and then they just all charge at the same time or something like that. Or it, it's just a one, two, three hit. One attacks, the other one jumps off or, or uh, uses that, that movement to initiate their attack and from that attack, the third one initiates their attack, and if they are able to make them uh, modular, basically all those uh, synergized attacks that they can be, it can happen in any order. I'm pretty sure this is not easy to handle, but it could work, and would open up so many possibilities to to synergize um, many different attacks together. So yeah, absolutely. The thing that I added about the synergized system is that is it a default so like for example Yuffie teaches that system to us by getting her in our party so then everybody has access to that or if the synergized system is a part of Yuffie so like she has to be an active party member in the battle mm. and then you have access to these synergized attacks and then when she if she swaps out then the next person comes in they don't you can't do them because it's like basically mm. Yuffie has to be there I think this this would be too too restrictive, and then because synergized attacks are usually uh, much cooler for one, and maybe better in some ways. Um, I'm I'm I think it should work for all of them, but I agree that it it could be beneficial uh, for Yuffie to teach us those, mm -hmm. uh, like to um, she's after material, right? So she needs to bring something to the group that they don't suspect or that they need her. Mm -hmm. And teaching them how to use synergized uh, abilities or maybe work together much better, uh, that there's, then, they, uh, then she has contributed something to the group, uh, they trust her more, stuff like that. I think this could even work in terms of story. And mm -hmm. we don't need to learn synergy from the get-go. On the other hand, it really depends on how they handle battles in the flashback. Because right. a synergy between Cloud and Sephiroth, maybe they change something up a little bit that make this work without us actively playing Sephiroth and without mm. Cloud having to command Sephiroth what to do because it's more like the other way around. Mm -hmm. I think we already talked about this in the past. So if they want to introduce that already in the flashback to some degree, then this wouldn't work with Yuffie because then the game already introduced it, and then we need we want to use it uh, right after as well. That's However, true. if Yuffie is the one teaching us that, we have time to 
get to know the characters a little, a little better. Maybe they have a new, uh, new triangle abilities or a little bit different trial, triangle abilities, new normal abilities to just get us uh, accustomed to maybe other um, gameplay changes in terms of combat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Yuffie comes along and then we get synergized attacks. It could work. On the other hand, I personally would prefer them to introduce it right from the start. And okay. then this is this like this this new thing for part two, because it was already introduced in intermission. That's true. Yeah. But I'm good either way because in the end it it it's it needs to make fun, it needs to make sense. Mm-hmm. It needs to feel like they don't uh, hold back too much like in Final Fantasy 13 uh, the tutorial was like 20 hours long and it ended only where when you uh, reached this open plane mm-hmm. and I think it was past the middle point so and all everything before was like one little gameplay element at a time then this and then that and then this character and those combinations, then three, yeah, and then yeah, more it was restrictive. Yeah, exactly, and then more paradigms unlocked one after the other, and it was so slow to 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 unlock all those cool things. And in the in the beginning, you were locked to I think one paradigm. You could basically just maybe attack, block, yeah. use fire or something. It was so so restrictive at, uh, in the beginning, and I don't want that for a remake part two. So for that, I'm I'm good with synergy from the start, but it's it's it could work if if they mm-hmm. throw many more um, gameplay elements at us before that, because I'm pretty sure we won't get Yuffie after Fort Condor. Fort Condor is probably the, the latest point we will get her, because I'm pretty yeah. sure they want us to have her in at Fort Junon already, and then for the cargo ship. And not hold her back too much because then it's already catchy time in the gold saucer. So it makes sense to have the flashback calm, uh, Chocobo Ranch, marshes, the uh, Mythal Caves. And then we have the first new character from Fort Condor. Then we have Junon, the cargo ship. Uh, Costa del Sol doesn't really have any battles. But then the path to Corral, North Corral, then gold source. And then we have a new character as well. And then we have. Uh, Gaga, Cosmo Canyon, Nibelheim, and then it's the end of part part two. If it ends there, mm-hmm. if and then th- both characters that are new are spread out evenly, and then at the end yeah. we get a taste of Vincent. That's how I imagine it right now. If it's four parts, sounds good. So, um, Fort Condor is important, especially since I think uh, it will be heavily expanded upon in terms of Avalanche and Wutai and their. Uh, there's the synergy between yeah. Avalanche and Wutai, and then uh, then we we, we uh, learn synergy there with the help of Yuffie to make her um, more important to the team, and the others trust her more. I think this could uh, work pretty well. I think so. Yeah. 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 I think the earlier the better because we already used it. Yes, that's that's true. But I can see them keeping it, like not giving it to us like right away. At the beginning. Also, I think uh, using it in a, th- a three-party um, battle where all party members are controllable, it would be a little bit more um, maybe complex or not as easy to understand mm-hmm. as in intermission because in intermission it's just you activate it, Sonon gets less ATB, 
and then you're just able to use a synergized attack and I think certain normal attacks oh no I, th I think that there, there, there's more to it uh, when when you're synergized uh, Sonon instantly uh, catches her when she gets hit mm -hmm. that's also a, also a, a, a mechanic which I find pretty, pretty cool and when Yuffie attacks I think certain attacks end in this um, perpetual pummeling of an enemy where Yuffie and Sona just tam, pam, 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 jump up and uh, slash down onto the enemy like endlessly if you keep attacking, attacking, attacking. Mm -hmm. I don't remember how this unlocks, but it's only available when you're synergized. So maybe normal attacks, uh, like fi fi finishes of normal attacks can also be synergized, like uh, combo attacks between characters. Maybe synergy also means only it's between two characters and there are maybe different button combinations you have to use to synergize with uh, ally one or ally two. I don't know. At some point, we won't have enough buttons on the controller. <laughs> right. But I could see this being a little bit, a bit more complex than uh, in yeah. intermission. So it's, then it makes sense to wait on it until Yuffie comes along and then it will be introduced yeah. and then we learn slowly about that. And um, but then we already ha have been accustomed to the battle of the others and red, especially. Mm -hmm. Then it's not as much uh, as at once that we need to learn and mm -hmm. train and find out. All right. So, what are your thoughts about character switching? Yes, character switching, if there is any. So, I personally would prefer them implementing character switching while in battle. Um, and then there are different approaches. Uh, we all also talked about this um, just by chance on our CCO mm -hmm. uh, Discord, because they didn't know that we are going to record this topic here. So it was uh, a pretty nice uh, preparation for myself to talk mm -hmm. about uh, things with them and now here. So now I have a little bit uh, more, more perspectives in mind. Um, one is free switching, like you just uh, go into the tactical menu, uh, select switch or change or whatever, and then mm -hmm. you get the list of uh, all the party members that are passively waiting outside somewhere. But not really, you don't see them, they're just outside, like in Final Fantasy X, they are not on yes. the battlefield, but available. Then you select and they just switch out, done. And during the switching, the battle freezes, like when you switch between active party mem members with up and down during the camera movement mm -hmm. the uh, battle freezes as well it should work the same just with uh, one character running away and the other running in that's free switching it just works and the only thing that is uh, beneficial then is if if the one you're switching out has less HP than the one that you're switching in that you're kind of saving that character from uh, from KOing or something like that, and it right. kind of increases your HP pool as well. So the balancing has to uh, adapt for that. Um, but when one and one uh, character is down, KO'd, no more switching. Only when the, the active character is um, alive or uh, just up and and being able to do something, mm -hmm. then switching is available. Because otherwise it would be too cheap to just switch out a downed party member for somebody that's that's full health. That is too cheap. Um, then for a, a, a second possibility, you could maybe uh, use like a tag team switch as a as an ability. 
like there's maybe uh, two new uh, entries, like just Switch or Tag Team, or whatever they they're called, like on the on the main um, tactical menu. Mm-hmm. Switch is just a free switching I just explained, and the other one is a tag team which uses up um, ATB, maybe one or two, depends on on the balancing. But then the the one that's being switched in has unique attack that instantly does something like attack an enemy or buff the party or something like that. It's just uh, each party member has this uh, special tag in ability that gets. Um, uh, Unleashed. That's because it's uh, it uses an ATB. This could also work. Maybe just free switching or an ATB switch or both. I can see all three uh, versions happening. Um, but uh, somebody on our Discord also uh, posts the possibility that there's not really a switch per se, but there's a like a tag team attack that each party member is able to uh, like tag up or team up with one passive act, um, party member and then they mm-hmm. uh, unleash a tag team attack like a, a just a one attack with both kind of like synergy but not really synergy but just uh, those two attack yeah. but the passive party member then leaves again so you don't re- you're not really able to switch out you have to commit to those three you, you've chosen but you're able to use the others, the passive ones, to uh, unleash certain double attacks or uh, tag team attacks. Kind of like in certain fighting games, I've been told. I only know this a little bit from, uh, I think, Tekken Tag Team, is the the game was called, from uh, PS2, I think. It was PS3, PS2. I played this for a little bit, and there, there, there are also... You choose two, and I think... Can you even... Switch or is it only tag attacks, tag team attacks? I don't remember. It's it's been so much uh, further into the past. I don't remember. I forget too, but I do yeah. remember playing games with my friends, like older games that did yep. kind of have this. I think it was Street Fighter, wasn't it? Or oh, could could also be yeah, similar to uh, Mortal Kombat. Maybe I don't mm-hmm. know. I think they just pressed like R two and then or whatever the button is on the controller mm-hmm. at the time. But but it is. I think. Um, you did switch. I think they tagged in and then you could control like your friend that you're playing two players would jump oh, in right, and start, yeah. like attacking and then you could yeah. go back. You got to uh, play with uh, four players, two against two, mm-hmm. right? At least in this set, in the Tekken game. I think it was also possible. Uh, but again, I'm no fighting game player. I've played a few mm-hmm. in my youth, but then uh, after some point, not anymore. Yeah. So I can't really talk about this uh from a comp uh, competence perspective so i'll just leave it at that but it's it's also an idea that could work so that you need to commit which is also how the original uh, handled it you could change uh, characters at save points and on the over- overworld but in battles no go you have to commit to those you cho- you've chosen also for cutscenes um and speaking of cutscenes i added an, an addendum while talking to the others earlier today on this court uh, because i think this also it's not really about character switching but it's um it's it's connected in a way that um what happens to the characters that are let's say there's free switching which means that all the other passive characters need to be around but when you're uh, on the on the field 
running around because there's no separate screen for the battle. You're only around with three characters. Um, running around with like eight or nine characters at some point is just too much. So this doesn't really make any sense. So I think there should always only be three characters running around. The one you're controlling and the other two that follow you. And also mm -hmm. in battle. But um, when you're not in battle, like on, uh, in, uh, on the fields, maybe always also in town, because there's no really, not really an overworld. I'm pretty sure there won't be an overworld, more like uh, huge zones. I'm still uh, on, in this camp. Mm -hmm. Then I'm pretty sure you sh we should be able to switch at any point, also in battle. So that means you run around with three characters, you open menu, select PHS, and then switch characters, you exit the menu, mm -hmm. and the, the new team is then visible. The others are just not there. They're maybe nearby, just out of view, but they're around. And then you're in battle, you switch out, and they're just running from out of nowhere, basically, and the other one runs out as well. And then uh, you have um, a new... You can basically just PHS switch during battle as well. That's what I'm saying. It's just, no matter where you are, you can switch. You're basically free to uh, fight with any party uh, setup or makeup you want. And if so, uh, one of your characters has fire spell equipped and you fight against enemies that are weak to fire and the ones you have in, in your party don't right now, so you can just switch out and then use fire or something like that. Or you're just a little bit more flexible. And also, when, when one, any, one of your characters, as I said before, has low health, you can switch out and get them out of harm's way. It's, uh, it kind of extends your lifespan in battle a little bit. But then, again, balance need to, be, need to uh, account for mm -hmm. that. But there's another possibility that you run around with three, the others are not visible, but you can switch in the field. But in battle, you can't. Because... Then you'd, you'd, one character just needs to like check out a little bit, call the others and, and, um, with, with the PHS, with the phone. And then the, one of them needs to run, run uh, towards the battlefield. This would just take too long if you want it more realistic, uh, to, to be presented more realistically. Yeah. So I could also see that switching during battles is a no-go. But after battle, if you notice, oh, okay, I need this character, or I need to uh, switch... Um, gears or especially materia a little bit around to accommodate for this uh, enemy setup. Then you can just switch uh, materia, gear or characters after the battle. I don't think it's too much of a problem. Because it worked, it worked too here in, uh, in part one. If you, if you weren't prepared for the upcoming boss, then you, you just weren't. You could either just power through, reload a previous save and then re-equip and try again. It's kind of the same here. So I don't think it needs free switching or ATP switching. I, I just think it would make it a little bit more interesting. And then they can also balance the enemies and the characters more around individualism, which means that each character is even more individual in the way they play. And maybe some uh, characters are more efficient against certain enemies. So when you can switch within battle, Kind of like Final Fantasy X's, uh, Tidus mm -hmm. uh, was good against um, nimble enemies, Walker was good against flying enemies, Lulu was good against uh, enemies that uh, were prone to elemental yeah. magic and stuff like that. So you, you switched 
the, those in that were good against those enemies and the enemy enemy groups constantly changed so it made sense to to, to switch uh, characters around in each battle to use the correct character against an enemy that's uh so that you can use their weakness and deal the the best amount of damage that there is or even hit the enemy in, t- in terms of flying enemies for example so if they go this route and make certain characters uh, more efficient towards certain enemy types, then this could work or it should even be encouraged free switching. On the other hand, if they just keep going with, uh, with the makeup or the, the, um, the concept with, in, that part one uh, went with, I think it's, it's not that much needed switching. But um, I think outside of battle, Switching should um, be there all the time. Only you only see three characters because otherwise it would get crowded and maybe weird. Mm-hmm. And then when they uh, talk about stuff, when you run around, all of them talk uh, or need to have something to say. And yeah, it, it maybe just becomes too much. And there's also replayability when you play through a certain segment with other characters. They have other comments and stuff like that. However. I think it doesn't really dep- uh, matter how exactly they implement this, but for cutscenes, story cutscenes, all of them need to be present, in my opinion. If it's more than just a few comments, it don't, they don't really mean much. But for real, real um, cutscenes that are story relevant, the whole part needs to be present. Mm-hmm. And so that they don't just pop in or need to catch up or something, when you reach that point and the cutscene starts with clever camera work maybe if uh, if they, they can uh, add a, a transition of sorts then they can make sure that the others are, are just there without appearing out of nowhere I think this could also work or maybe they're just there like you, you run through the marsh and then you approach the uh, uh, Midgar Solemn on the spike those are which are not in your party are also are already visible. They are standing there, and as soon as they are visible, then then you can't switch anymore because then you are in in the area of a cutscene, for example. I could see this also work. And then when the cutscene is done, those who are not in the party just stay there, and you you run away. And as soon as they are not visible anymore, they despawn, or they run ahead until they are not seen anymore, and then despawn, and there you are by your, yourself again in the trio. I hope I was able to um, convey this idea uh, in a way that that everyone could understand, <laughs> because sometimes I have everything in my mind. I know how to uh, to explain in my head, but when mm-hmm. I explain it, maybe it's it's a little bit confusing. So I hope uh, I, I was able to explain it properly. I have uh, some things to add. So I think mm-hmm. we sure. we kind of already saw the party switching in uh, part one, where uh, there was actual parts of the story that required us to play with just Aerith and Tifa by mm-hmm. by themselves. And that was in uh, Shindra HQ where they were, had to call each other on the phone and then it would fade to black and then you would control cloud and then you would yes. go back. So it's something, I think something seeing something like that where we're using the PHS and then it fades to black. And when it comes back up, you have those new people in your party and there's three, like you said, you're traversing with three mm-hmm. people 
controlling cloud and then the other two. It does make sense to have the other passive uh, party members in the town if you're going into a town or city mm-hmm. and they're doing their own thing. Oh, yeah. Whether yes, they're yes. just there and you run past them and they're just talking to an NPC themselves or they're doing something else. Even maybe they have their own quests that you have to go and talk to them to go and do certain things. Maybe they need help with something. I'm not sure about that. Maybe, yeah. But I was just thinking towards like Johnny. I know he wasn't a playable character, but he runs up to you. Mm -hmm. He lost his wallet. Then you have to go and do all of that kind of stuff. Maybe you would see them like running and then you talk to them and passing and they're like, oh, somebody needs help over here. Come over here or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then in order to do it, it does fade to black and then they're in your party it's like you have to use them to get to mm-hmm. to um finish that quest mm-hmm. it's a side quest or something like that yes i i can see that yeah and also uh if you remember costa del sol it, it was exactly the same there the mm-hmm. ones that were in your party were with you the others were just spread around town and you could exactly. interact with them separately yeah and sometimes even uh listen to to them uh talk to somebody because i think tifa uh found johnny and they talked a little bit in in one of the mm-hmm. mansions i think if i remember correctly and uh Aerith was uh, in in the inn you could talk to her and even choose uh an answer that affected the um yeah the affection system mm-hmm. um you, you you could find barrett in uh in one of the bathrooms looking at himself marveling at his marshmallow yeah, outfit exactly. it was pretty funny Yuffie was uh, running the material store, of course. <laughs> Just stuff like that. It's, this is really, mm-hmm. really good, cool. And but what I'm, this is also something I talked uh, uh, to the others about uh, earlier today. And I'm, I'm glad that you had the same idea with uh, them doing their own thing in town because this means that more than just us three on on the CCO Discord channel thought about it. And I think this is really vital that they uh, add this. Um, but what I'm asking myself is are those in your party even in town always with you or as soon as you go into town everybody does their own thing and you're always only alone with uh, alone with cloud and do your thing as as long as there's not something pressing to do like um you enter calm and then uh the thing is okay let's let's go to to the inn then of course and the other ones just go to the inn and because that's where you need to go maybe all of them go into the inn and then cloud can roam around town alone if he wants or just join the others in the inn but afterwards when you leave the inn after the flashback they just uh, roam around town do their thing and only when you leave then they catch up or something like that or at least those two you have in your party catch up or you have then to form your party when you leave the the town because in my mind, when you enter a town and all of them spread out, then you can talk to all of them. You can, um, uh, in one playthrough, experience all their little stories or uh, dialogues or whatever they have, whatever they do, learn more about them, and not just those that are not in your party. Of course, you can just leave town, change party, enter again, but that's that's unnatural to play this way. It's only for completionists like myself <laughs> who would probably do this. Um, and I, if I remember, remember correctly, Star Ocean 2 did that. When you enter a town, uh, you were, I think, always alone. And then uh, you could just find the others, chat them up and do, do things. And mm-hmm. That makes sense. I think this could also work. But who knows? Maybe they really focus on a three-party system and the others are just uh, 
within mm-hmm. reach, but not seen, not visible around. And yeah. in towns, they do their own thing. But those that are with you are with you, and you hear their banter. You miss out on banter from those not in your party. But in towns, you miss out on uh, banter or with well, uh, more, let's say, may- maybe not just conversations, but maybe things they do, or maybe Aerith uh, goes to find some beautiful necklace or flowers or what have you. Just something that uh, elevates her character. That that you see, oh, what what she, what's she interested in? What what's she doing? Maybe she she goes uh, help the kids or something. That just fleshes out certain characters, and that and you will miss out on on those characters you are, that are in your party. So it kind of um, balances it out a little bit, depending on whether you're on field or in town. This could also work. But the completionist I am, I want to experience everything. So yeah. Maybe they won't be able to satisfy me 100%, but this is impossible anyway, so... <laughs> I just hope Square Enix does, uh, does it as well as they can, to the best of their abilities, and that we grow closer to the characters, maybe mm-hmm. even with uh, tents, not just use a tent as, a, um, as, a, as an item, but th- maybe that they're tent or camping spots all around the place like in Final Fantasy 15 but mm-hmm. you're able to just set up, up camp by using an item and then you're there, all characters are there, you control Cloud and you can, can talk to all of them Exactly. maybe depending on where they are in the story they say different things maybe they uh, tell, tell you what, what you need to do next in case if you, you forgot or um, maybe wh- while Aerith is gone after the Temple of the Ancients they're all extremely wor- worried maybe someone could drop some foreshadowing just stuff like that that there you are in control of uh, talking to characters in town or in uh, in this camping site because in final fantasy 15 it was all automated i think mm-hmm. you, you saw the animation where they set it up and you could cook and you, you were able to spar with gladio and stuff but there were not really much you, you couldn't uh, manually talk to them that's mm-hmm. that's something that felt missing, and here I need to shout out Breath of Fire Three because that game did exactly that. On the overworld, you could set up camp anywhere, and then you were on a separate map. All the characters in your party were there. You could uh, talk to everybody. They gave you directions, said something about the plot that was going on right now, um, stuff like that, and you could also save there. And this would be a really really good opportunity to. Um, extend like the camaraderie the their journey what they think uh also uh, a breather you can <clears throat> you can save there maybe you you can save on well you, you you probably would be able to save anywhere so this this wouldn't be uh restricted to just camping but just a campsite you you settle down maybe it's it's night then uh you, you have a little campfire they sit around Maybe two are chatting to each other, like this. The NPC chatter will also be there, I hope, if they implement something like this. So we can just um, mm-hmm. walk past certain characters talking like that, but they, you can also actively talk to them. I'd love that, but this is probably too optimistic to expect them actually implementing a camping system. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm not expecting it, but I would love to, to see it. I think that we're going to see a focus on a three-party system, and I think that yeah. we're going to be forced to play with specific characters in a three-person party 
for certain parts of the story. So I think, like you said, if we leave the town and we're going to go to, like, the Medgar Zolom or whatever, it'll show a cut scene of us splitting up or something, and they're mm-hmm. like, all right, so we'll meet you guys there or something. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to go? And then we go, and it's me, Tifa, and, I don't know, Barrett or something. Mm-hmm. And then when you yep. get there, the other three are already there, and then yeah, there's a cut exactly. scene, and then you fight with the three active party members that you currently had, and then mm-hmm. you can switch in battle. Or maybe you can't switch in battle. Mm-hmm. The thing is with me, that was super annoying with part one and intermission, or not intermission, sorry, but part one was that, especially like I already told you this before, with a, with a um, multi-phase battle, okay, if you lose, you have to restart. And the uh, mm, restarting yep. uh, language was very hard to understand for me. So for example, when I was ah. doing that last battle with Sephiroth, yes, I could hold and press triangle uh, to switch my uh, loadout or whatever, right? But there was no way for me to save it like so that I, I continuously had to redo my loadout if I lost yes. to Sephiroth over and over really again, annoying. which was super annoying. Yes. The party switching would help this. So if I'm in an active battle and I have access to my other party members, I don't need to worry about accidentally not redoing my loadout or i mean i do because technically you're in a battle and you can't Mm -hmm. change materia in the middle of a battle but at least i can swap to a different character to help mitigate that so if they're not going to have that switching actively in the battle then they need to give me a way to not have to restart my save data like that's so absolutely ridiculous i don't want to have to restart reload my save data to go yeah. back from a certain point. I don't want to do exactly. that. Exactly. And it's just very annoying. So I think that's a way to mitigate that issue mm-hmm. um, or give us a warning beforehand or I, I don't know. But that was one of the... And you, I couldn't save in the middle of that battle. So when I reloaded my save mm-hmm. file, I was in phase three of the Sephiroth battle. I had to leave my console on and or put it in sleep whatever and then leave and come back to it later and then i forgot Uh, what i was doing and i mean if i had to leave i would have to close out of the game or it it was just i this was my hard mode play mode that i'm playing through i'm talking about because it was harder so i kept losing and then Mm. it was just annoying to me and i think that i i don't want that like i would rather it having like an active party member swapping um in battle like final fantasy 10 i would rather Mm. have that i think yes i agree um i'm i hope i i don't remember uh wrongly but there were uh, three when you lose a battle there are three options one is return to title course then you just reload mm-hmm. one is a uh, reload last checkpoint and then is uh re- redo battle i don't remember the exact word it's restart the battle but it's not it doesn't say restart the like i wanted to know am i going to restart it from this specific phase yeah or is it a, just some random checkpoint that it's like a checkpoint that's saved or is it from the beginning of the battle yeah. obviously it said restart battle so it's like okay so which battle yeah, restart battle uh, restarts the active battle. So in, in case of Sephiroth, it would start with a Sephiroth battle. But restart battle restarts from the whispers. It's not Sephiroth. Wasn't that uh, re- re- 
start from checkpoint. I think there was uh, continue from checkpoint or something. It was the, the I second. I thought restart from battle if I died during Sephiroth was restart from the Sephiroth portion of the battle, but yeah. it's not. It's restart okay. from the whispers. So I had to redo all the whispers again. Yeah, yeah the whisper harbinger. But one option does um, restart the, the Sephiroth fight only because I did that. However, it restarts and... It's the beginning of the Sephiroth fight, though. It's not from that specific yes, it's, phase. Yes, it's, it's the beginning, which, which is fair, which is, is okay for me. But what uh, annoyed me is that uh, after restarting... Yeah, I had to restart or I lost because uh, Aerith and Tifa, I think, or just Aerith wasn't equipped at all. That's uh, yeah. a mistake I made. However, exactly. I, then I restarted the battle. Sephiroth was okay. Then I entered the menu and, uh, during the cutscene, equipped everything, and then died later on because I, I, was, I was a dum-dum. And then restarted the Sephiroth battle again and thought, okay, yeah, now I, I, it's done. I don't need to enter the menu again. Mm -hmm. Then Aerith also, uh, had no material again because it didn't mm -hmm. save the, uh, my, my loadout. So you have to hold triangle again yeah. during that beginning of the, yeah, you, the you have to you have, the, you have to set Sephiroth up your stuff fight. every time and this is really annoying that's that's the most annoying thing yeah so i think that that would be a way to mitigate that is just yeah. do the party switching but even then if you're going into a battle you want to make sure so i do like hold triangle but just be clear at what phase in the battle especially like the last battle of the game mm -hmm. i accidentally clicked on the wrong thing i guess and then i was mad but anyways mm. I personally think that uh, restart battles should should retain your current equipment status mm -hmm. or state, yeah, and not reset it to the checkpoint before the battle starts. Yeah, and but if if you want to completely redo everything, then you can naturally start from last last checkpoint. But in chapter mm -hmm. eighteen, this would be on the highway. So yeah. But at least you you were you would be able to buy stuff, buy items and and things. Mm -hmm. If you're not not on hard mode, that is because in hard mode you can't use items. Yeah. But yeah, I agree that if you can also switch freely within a battle, then it's even less annoying because if you forgot to equip one of them because you just switched, then you can at least switch back in the battle and then re-equip the character outside of battle again, and then it's good. Yeah. You're, you're not screwed if you're mm -hmm. going into a battle while not uh, equipped. On the other hand, when a party is force split, like, uh, section, like, like in the drum, where there mm -hmm. were always forced parties, two or three, um, then it's, of course, not possible to freely switch because the others no, are exactly. just not available. They're not there. Yeah. And I, yeah. I'm pretty sure the remake part two, three, four, whatever, will have mm -hmm. certain segments where you will actively split up and you ha don't have access to the others even through yeah. bhs not maybe or only at certain points because it's it's maybe a certain uh cave uh where you need to split up to get through through it or something like that i don't know or just some puzzle in temple of the ancients for example for the puzzle to work you need to um release a mechanism from two sides or something like that it's, Kind of like in in the last dungeon, Final Fantasy VIII, I think you also also had to split up your group and then had uh, could mm -hmm. switch between the groups and do do things. And some riddles actually needed to do to be done this way, where you needed both groups separately, and stuff like that could work, but not always. Yeah, absolutely. 
I think that we'll probably see a combination of all of these things. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. Just going back to the character switching mm-hmm. during combat, I just said that I do like in Persona 5, they had a baton pass where you would give mm. up your turn and then you move on to the next person. I know it's turn-based battle system, but then mm. the next person's attack is charged up because mm. you I see, skipped yeah. up. So it's like if you tag somebody, maybe they just like tag each other, like do a high five, and then the next person that goes in has um, like a limited time where they're buffed or something like that mm. in some way to help encourage character switching. Yeah. And I did like your tag team, additional tag team up attack. Probably it's a separate attack, so you can actually choose to use ATB to do an attack mm-hmm. with one of the characters that are currently benched or whatever. Yep. They come in, you do an attack together, and then they jump out of battle. But then there has to be some kind of cooldown system. So maybe there's like oh, a bar sure, yeah, yeah. where it's like going down. So, But mm-hmm. then also you can't actively switch to them either. So it's like you have to decide. It's more strategy. So you just mm-hmm. did a tag team attack with that character. There's a cooldown. You can't swap that character into battle because they just did this big charge up attack. And now they're, they're waiting oh, or something. Like you can't. Yeah. So like, you know, you take in Yuffie and and you sit, put Cloud out or whatever, then you did a huge attack, and then Cloud, you can't get him back in because there's a cooldown. So you can yeah. swap to Aerith, though, because Aerith mm-hmm. isn't currently there, but yeah. you can't choose Cloud until later. So you don't... You have to... It's like another layer of strategy. Like, you just can't abuse these extra Yeah, that's true. Um, I didn't think that far, but that's that's a good point. So that there are basically two cool two cooldowns. One is for a switched-out character that is currently passively outside of battle it's maybe takes let's say mm-hmm. a minute or something cool down until they can get in again yeah but when you that's for for switching free switching with atb it doesn't matter but when you're using uh the tag team attack uh by consuming an atb then the tag team mm-hmm. attack feature won't be available for let's say 30 seconds or something exactly yeah but then i also said maybe there's a weapon bonus that says like um combo attack or benched with the bench characters or whatever you just called it like a team up mm. attack or a tag tag team yeah. attack has a chance to cost zero atb or cool that has a chance to have zero cooldown so that you it's like a bonus like a, a weapon mm. ability or something like that to oh give you right yeah, yeah weapon like, skill yeah yeah where you're not where it doesn't cost it but it's randomized so mm. i don't know it's not as punishing yeah, I also like like the idea of when when you're switching out that either the one that's tagging out grants the one tagging in uh, a, sh- a short buff mm-hmm. or a, he- a heal or something, and this could also be a uh, weapon skill that yeah. you could unlock, like a grant mm-hmm. grant uh, the tagged in character this buff, or when you're um, Tagging somebody in by attack team attack, the one that comes in uh, itself uh, grants itself uh, a buff after the attack, and this would then be on the tagged in character's weapon skill, something like that. Sounds maybe a little bit confusing, but uh, something like that I could see because then they can really embrace this uh, switch in, switch out, and it's not just switch, but it's it encourages uh, you doing that. And uh, let's say if if you need a certain buff for a, for a short time, or if you say, okay, if Aerith tags out and somebody else gets in, 
that one uh, gets a heal, like 20% of max HP or something like that. Exactly. So, which means Clouds is of, uh, on low HP, gets tagged out, Aerith is in, you fight a little bit, wait until uh, Cloud's cooldown is down, then you switch Cloud in again, but then he gets a little bit of a heal, a free heal for, from Aerith. Mm-hmm. So that's is, is stuff like that could also work, especially in hard mode when every single yeah, thing hap- uh, matters. And you, don't, you can't abuse MP and items aren't there anyway, so all, every free heal is, or every mm-hmm. um, buff, be it uh, protect or mana wall or whatever, is, is very welcome. And I'm thinking they could also have kind of like an affinity system, so the characters oh. have more of a bonus, um, whoever you tag in with the person. So for example, if it's Yuffie and Tifa, one's ah. a samurai, one's a karate Mm. Uh, masters so they have more of a bonus attack because if you tag them in with each other or use that attack together then Mm. it works better um as opposed to tagging uh you know like um barrett cloud with yuffie or or cloud with yuffie yeah 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 and then with it would be like um i don't know uh cloud and sid actually because they are both like wielding uh, like one's a sword and one's a dragoon. Mm-hmm. So you have a lance or like a spear or whatever. So basically you mean that the, that, that the buff, yeah, that the buff is dependent on which two characters are tagging each other. It's not just uh, when Cloud mm-hmm. goes out, it's always this buff or like, let's say the, uh, the, the Berserker buff on the one that's mm-hmm. tagged in, but it depends on which one it is. Like Cloud and, and Sid share a specific uh, buff, no matter which mm-hmm. one calls which one. And Aerith and Yuffie have one, Aerith, yeah. mm-hmm. Tifa have one, Barrett and Tifa, stuff like that. Or Barrett and Brett, besties, something like that. Yeah, yeah something like this, that. This could also work, that it's not just the character that tags out that decides what the other one gets, but the combination is the deciding mm-hmm. factor which buff the tagged in person gets, yeah. Endless possibilities. Or it's Cloud's affinity with the characters. So if he talks to them more, then they have like a or friend. That. Yes. Amount, like a friend number where it's mm-hmm. like they like him more. So then mm-hmm. maybe they do extra damage mm-hmm. from him doing their side quests or, um, you know, talking to them outside mm-hmm. of battle and that sort of stuff. Maybe like kind of how they have the dating mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's. Or, or it's a separate battle affinity. Points mm-hmm. in the system that if Cloud heals Aerith, that uh, the affinity between those those uh, goes up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the higher the affinity, the uh, the longer the buff uh, goes for maybe. something like that. Or maybe there's a, a stronger version of the buff when they uh, tag each other out. Mm-hmm. I like that. Our and we are on fire today. Seriously, mm-hmm. both nice ideas. <laughs> so the last thing I said was just. I think it'll be um, kind of like in battle, like at the end of Remake, how we just had them jump in. There's a cutscene. We didn't choose the party change. It was just like all of a sudden Tifa would jump down and help oh, you right. in battle with Cloud. Just kind of like how it's a cutscene, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? So mm-hmm. for party switching like that, where they jump down and maybe say something witty to each other, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Sure. Uh, and then they jump out of battle or something. So they kind of already had that mechanic during the last battle with Sephiroth mm-hmm. where it was segmented so I just see him being like that but smoother and not taking mm. as long basically oh for sure yeah <laughs> to that yeah definitely 
So the next part we're talking about here is the OG limit breaks, what will remain and what will become abilities. Yeah, that's, that's also an interesting question, especially since many abilities, as we talked with, uh, towards the beginning of this mm-hmm. podcast episode, that certain abilities were ch- weren't just flash enough for a, for a uh, limit break, so they, yeah. re- they, they were relegated to or downgraded to abilities, uh, like Braver, for example, or uh, in case of Yuffie, even to just a hold square attack. Yeah. Uh, just l- let me quickly check uh how is this called because this is going to bug me because landscraper right it was landscraper this this limit break was turned into the hold square button when she's she was in uh, long range mode i I can see limit breaks not only being turned into abilities but also hold circle attacks or maybe even triangle attacks of sorts maybe this uh i i have got i think one or two uh Ideas further down for triangles. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's let's see. We haven't had all uh, limit breaks covered, of course, in part one. So mm-hmm. meteor rain and omni slash uh, are still outstanding. Well, in both in both uh, meanings, they are really outstanding limit breaks. I love both, but mm-hmm. they're still not there yet. Yeah. So omni slash should be held off for the final part. Towards the end, maybe even story related as uh, his last story quest or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, pretty sure this 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 will be this uh, huge big thing. But meteor rain, I'm pretty sure this should re- should stay a limit break mm-hmm. because this is just too awesome to just be uh, downgraded to a to an ability. An, mm-hmm. an ability is probably also too. Although anger max was also f- quite strong. But on the other hand, it's it's not as as flashy as meteor rain. So let's let's hope it it remains a limit break. Um, for a finishing touch, I have thought about it, and I'm not quite sure if it should be a limit because limits are much rarer in mm-hmm. remake because it the the uh, limit bar starts empty each for each battle, so it it really is a, an ordeal almost to. Well, not in all battles, but in most battles to even get to one. Yeah. And finishing touch uh, doesn't remove bosses or probably big enemies either. I, I, I saw somebody use finishing touch on the, the, the dragon in Nibelheim on, on Mount Nibel, and it only took damage. It wasn't removed from battle because it was too big. And small right. enemies, you probably won't be able to use... Uh, this limit break on small enemies anyway so it's it's left for big enemies which won't get swept away but only damaged so I, i'm not sure if this would even make it into into remake at all unless it is an ability of sorts yeah. but uh that's too strong if it's an ability even if it's two bars just sweeps out all the enemies gone this this is just over the top so may, maybe it's just a wind-based or maybe not even elemental, just something that um, that swirls enemies around, maybe uh, draws them together, kind of like a gravity, mm. a gravity-based attack, like, the, I like this, this this black hole um, ability from the mysterious whisper and no, the enigmatic whisper, Sephiroth, mm-hmm. or even the rust drake, which had this annoying gravity attack with yeah. those gravity balls around. That, that makes sense. Yeah, and this this. Uh, um, it's basically 
the one that Tifa has. Oh Chitra. right, yeah, Tree Trap. That's does the same as uh, I think too, but uh, only has a small reach. Um, yeah, but it could be something similar to that. But it's an ability. Yeah, but finishing touch is much bigger. It's basically a tornado, but it could yeah. work that it it um it doesn't shoot a tornado basically, but uh, creates a tornado on himself where he is in in the in the center in the silent center. Mm-hmm. Okay, in the, the eye of the storm basically. But then the enemies around him gets accepted around and close to him, and then he can use another AOE attack, or, or others can can use uh, bigger attacks because then they're all there. Uh, Cloud sucks them towards him, so something like that with damage. It would be a little bit uh, another ability, and finishing touch wouldn't quite make sense because finishing touch implies uh, it's done afterwards. And that's why I think it's probably not going to make it. And I wouldn't be mad because even in the original, it's, yeah, you can sweep away the the, the small mobs, the annoying uh, vermin, basically. <laughs> and for bosses, it's just, yeah, it, it does damage or for big, big dudes. But Meteor Rain is, uh, especially when you're stronger, it makes much more damage in total. Well, maybe he just uh, twirls around and creates a, a tornado and then jumps out of it, and the tornado just randomly goes around the battlefield. Maybe, yeah, but then it wouldn't be a finishing touch either if the enemies remain. That's that's my mo- my main contention, because finishing hmm. touch implies something that yeah, it is yeah. not, so that it would be just a new ability. But it could it could be like a callback to finishing touch, simil- similar uh, animation. But call it something else, exactly, because it's yeah. not really a finishing touch. Could just be tornado or something, tornado slash, I don't know. <laughs> tornado touch. Or that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Exactly. Finishing tornado. Yeah. <laughs> Finish him. <laughs> so, yeah. But Cloud doesn't have much left anyway, so it's not, mm-hmm. we can't talk too much about it. But Barrett has a few more. Um, I saw that he has a grenade bomb. That's something that could become uh, or stay a limit break. He basically just throws a grenade and it's uh, an attack on all, basically a big AoE attack. This could work for maybe the first one uh, in in part two, first limit break, or or the first level two limit break, because I still feel that it would make sense that we retain the first two limit breaks from part one, but those will be level one limit breaks, and we can only choose between them. But then, in uh, part two, we learn the first level two limit break. That is, or we can learn it uh, during the first few hours or something. And then it explains: okay, you have level one limit breaks, the one from part one, but now you can learn another one that is level two. But you need to switch to level two, and you only have that one. Basically, just like in the in the original game, where you have those different levels, but in our in this case, since there there are different games, each level is one game, and then uh, but still you can use the ones from previous games, but you have to choose which ones are available in the next battle. So I can see grenade bomb being the first one mm-hmm. to to that we gain in part two. Satellite beam could be even the second one. Or maybe uh, used or hold, held back for part three. Who knows? 
because Saddler Beam is uh, rather strong in the multi-hit attack. It just um, rains down lasers on random targets, and it's yeah, it's, I think it, it could be pretty strong. Especially uh, remake tends to enhance those limit breaks, make them better. So who knows? But the others, like Mind Blow and Hammer Blow abilities, straight up. Mind Blow is just an MP attack, and Hammer Blow just shoots one enemy out of the battlefield. And for smaller battle, smaller enemies, maybe makes sense. Just kick him out, done. Maybe only, but only if they're maybe uh, halfway done with their their HP, they're just out. Or maybe if when they're prone or pressured or something, or when they're staggered, they you can just uh, kick them out of battle. But it's a two ATB uh, bar attack. Or if it's it's uh, a boss or a bigger enemy, it just deals massive amount of damage. I don't know. It could work, but it's like finishing touch. It's maybe a little bit weird. But we'll see. Maybe they can make make it work and make it still feel balanced. Yeah, and the thing is with Barrett, this is something that surprised me a little. His ultimate limit break, level four limit break in OG, became his second limit break in part one already. So he already basically sh- sh- shut all his powder. So they need for for uh, later parts, especially part four or three, it's just last part. They need an an extremely powerful ability or a limit break that surpasses catastrophe. I feel. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it would feel kind of anticlimactic because remake part one had this huge attack, and from now on, it's only mediocre limit breaks. Hell nah. So for that, that I think they will need to come up with a, with a few new um, attacks. Satellite beam is comparable, so that I, th- I feel part two can make use of it. But part three, and if there's a part four, he needs new ones. What do you What do you think? Absolutely, I agree with you. I don't really have anything to add. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Um, I think basically this this, this little uh, segment, which is our last, isn't. Uh, shouldn't be too long anyway. It's just like, yeah, that's okay. I'm just letting you read through them. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> just keep reading through them just to finish. Yeah, yeah. Um, for Tifa, this one, I think they have to rework a few uh, um, limit breaks a little bit because meter strike and, and uh, meteor drive both, um. Take the enemy and slam him down, upside down. Mm-hmm. And for some, it probably wouldn't work or would uh, look silly, especially against Diamond Weapon or something like that. Um, however, I think Meteor Strike... Uh, let me just quickly check that I don't tell any lies. Uh, Meteor Strike... Yeah, Meteor Strike is the one where she launches... Into, high into the air with the enemy and then throws it down. Mm. And this should remain uh, a limit break because that one is uh, it's very, very flashy and yeah. and pretty strong. Um, but this, the question still remains, what happens against, like this, the dragon in Nibelheim? It's too, too big for Tifa to grab on, uh, unless they really want to make it look silly. 
So that's uh, that's true. One um, one thing in my mind that they may may kick those out because yeah, that they just don't work for all all mm-hmm. enemy sizes. It works in in the original um, turn based system because it is a little bit silly and they all just uh, reside on the um, on a yeah. singular spot. Yes, it looks silly when when we, when she, when we see her uh, turn diamond weapon around and slamming it on its face, but it's still uh, rather a formulaic or a uh, an abs- an abstract battle system, abstractly presented, albeit uh, more naturally than maybe Final Fantasy One on the NES, where there's it's basically just windows with a few graphics inside. Yeah, exactly. Um, but in remake. I don't think that flies. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they make it work in some capacity, or maybe if the, the enemy is too large, she just topples them, that, that, that uh, the enemy just falls mm-hmm. on its face, maybe. Makes sense. Or for some reason, uh, she's able to not throw the en- or uh, take the enemy with, with her into the air, but maybe... Hits mm-hmm. the, the the ground so hard that they fly, they they are catapulted into the air. She jumps up and then uh, just slams him down again. Something like that could work. Um, yeah, at least for for a limit break. But meteor dive. That's the one. Uh, it's basically uh, what Root does to Cloud in part one, where he t- picks him up and th- throws him uh, backwards. I forget how it's called uh, in English. Mm-hmm. This this wrestling move, but this uh, is something that could just be an ability. Just topple an enemy or throw throw him down, something like that. Uh, as well as water kick. Water kick is uh, pretty straightforward. Just a, a kick that's uh, maybe it's water based. Maybe it just uh, produces a few bubbles. They could, of course, create a few more uh, hits. That it's just not one kick, but several kicks. Like maybe some uh, Chun Li kicking, and then one uh, huge swipe. But still, an, still an ability because I think it's on the level of Star Shower in terms of flashiness and right. uh, damage output and stuff. And naturally, Final Heaven. This needs to be uh, mm-hmm. a final limit break of one of the parts. I still hope that she gets her own. Quests in uh, in the final part. I, I think we talked about this in the previous episode, uh, where she meets Sangen, and then uh, learn goes out to learn uh, the final heaven. It's not just an item. Well, it's it is basically an item because uh, all she learns, or most things she learns, is from Sangen's book and stuff. She finds her finds out herself and writes down in the book. So she should find this this last limit break book. Too, but it should be a as a, a Sangan, uh, uh, yeah, I like side that. quest, si- Sangan mm-hmm. side quest. I want more Sangan, not not just mm-hmm, uh, him being mentioned or seen in the flashback. He's, I'm pretty sure he's still alive, so mm-hmm. Tifa should be able to meet him at some point. That's why I think Final Heaven should be reserved for the final part yeah. of uh, remake. All right, Aerith. Again, his uh, her uh, 
was it? I, th I think it was this, the second to last limit break that was already introduced in part one. Uh, planets protection. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, planet, planet protection. No, it, it, it's uh, it's the uh, the first of le level three limit. Was it? It's not. It's not quite the uh, the best or second best. But still, that one's already done. So we still have pulse of life. Which is uh, fully restore HP, MP, and cure all negative status effects. It's mm -hmm. just a complete heal, and it's uh, the last normally acquirable limit break in, in the original. And this should re remain a limit break. It's basically uh, healing wind on steroids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And naturally, great gospel should be obtainable. Maybe hmm, where though? Maybe shortly before we go to the Temple of the Ancients. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's obtainable at the, the Gold Saucer, where the date happens. Mm. That she'll be able to use Great Gospel in the Temple of the Ancients. Afterwards, no more Aerith. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless they change things around, of course. But that's, uh, that, that's all just uh, headcanon yeah. and stuff. We, we yeah, really we're, can't we're know for sure. Right now. <laughs> exactly. We've gone into it in, in the past. <laughs> But um, in most most of the times, I try to stay as close to the original as possible because that's that's what I can use as a baseline, as a foundation. Everyone, everything mm -hmm. else is just head cannon, wild speculation. Yeah, but I think we absolutely need to get her last limit break before yes. she dies, and yes. to have the ability to use it. Yes, of, of course, not not uh, hidden or, or as well hidden as in the original game. Maybe a little bit, maybe optional, of course. But in the original game, if you didn't know where it was, and exactly. if you didn't grind out her limit breaks, which was pain, yeah. frankly, you wouldn't probably be able to ever get it. Yeah. So, please, Square Enix, let us have it. <laughs> <laughs> At least for, for this, the last location where we still are able to use her. And against Death Wall, or is it called Death Wall? No, uh, Demon Wall. Mm -hmm. It's very, very convenient to have that one. <laughs> it's basically a, a, an um, invulnerability uh, parachute for maybe a minute or something. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But the other ones that are still uh, pending are Seal Evil and Fury Brands, and those are well suited for abilities seal evil in the original was i think stop and um uh, silence yeah and yeah why not it's strong yes but i think did stop even i think part one didn't even have stop remember correctly no it, it has yeah, stop it yes it does but it's called something else yeah um, I remember now because you can't Isn't stop it in the time. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. I just remember because you can stop staggered enemies and then pummel them to death uh, before mm -hmm. the stagger runs out because it also stops the stagger bar. Right. Yeah, I haven't played it in a while. You probably have noticed. <laughs> but yeah, it's fine. Um, it's Seal Evil is pretty. It's very strong. Would be a very strong ability. I admit. Um, Maybe it's something that could fail, or maybe it's only silence and not stop. It could be that she uh, creates it on the floor 
are on the ground and then if they oh right move into like, it yeah. it will silence them or it freezes and, them and like fr- freezes them in uh, place stops yeah. them like a yeah like a trap yeah it's, oh that's a good idea like um uh arcane ward or atb ward yeah yeah but it's a trap so they just yeah. get f- stopped for a certain yes. amount of time yeah it's it's basically the same as uh, as uh, you know dreamweaver does Mm-hmm. She also yes. creates uh, th- those traps at the on the bottom that slowly move towards the characters, and if they don't move, then they, it stops them for a mm-hmm. while. And exactly yeah. the same could work for Aerith with the with this, this uh, evil ward, for example. And then she she casts it on one of the characters or herself, and then mm-hmm. it stays there on on the on the ground. On the ground, and yeah. Character can just time. run into, and then enemies that are not immune to stop and silence will. Could, Get stopped in silence. Yeah, <laughs> easy as that. Maybe it will uh, disappear um, when the first uh, enemy gets in. It's just a, a one-time use because otherwise it's it's overpowered. But this could work. Yeah, good idea. And then Fury Brand, I can see just her limit break being uh, distributed to the other two. So if her limit break bar is full, the, uh, it will be completely consumed, and the other two mm. will. Uh, get half a limit break bar. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Bonus. Like in in the in the original, since there was a limit break, it filled up limit bar of the others fully. Yeah. But say, but when it's an ability, it would be overpowered to exactly. multiply basically. So if her limit break is full, she could uh, increase limit breaks of the others completely to to the max, and that's that's too much. So just s- split her. Current limit bar level in half, and then distribute it to the other two. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, this is pretty cool, because then you can choose: Do I want to use her limit break, or do I want to use the limit break of the others? And then you can mm-hmm. use this ability. And if her limit break is only at ten percent, it doesn't do much, so it doesn't make much sense to use it. But if her limit break is full, halfway full, or uh, 75% or even 100% full, then it makes sense to use this ability. And this ability could maybe also use up two ATB bars. Or they choose to uh, retain it as a limit break and it does the same as, as in the original, which I wouldn't be mad about either. All right, now we start to get some somewhere uh, juicy because the other ones d- didn't have any limit breaks so far, so we have more mm-hmm. options to choose from. Um, Red 13, I thought that Lunatic High would be too much or too strong for an ability because it's, it uh, creates, I think it, it's, it's above only, um, hastes all party members and increases yeah. defense by 50% for, for as a, his, his own defense for every party member still alive. So basically 100% defense increase when both are still alive. So it's, yeah. it's, it's very, very strong. So I'm pretty sure this should be a limit break and not just uh, an ability because it's an ability that can cause haste on all and increase defense and stuff. No, no, just that's overpowered. Um, Earth Wave as well because that's, that's a multi-target attack. It just keeps attacking uh, random mm-hmm. enemies. Basically similar like uh, Yuffie's attack, Bloodfest in uh, yeah, in Intermission or Cloud's Ascension. Uh, or Tifa also who keeps pummeling the enemy, but it's it's only one enemy though. In for Red, it would be just 
multiple enemies yeah. just randomly attack them. And this, yeah, this this should retain a limit break. Maybe uh, more attacks, maybe one last last AOE attack to make it a little bit stronger and more uh, worth worthwhile. And naturally, Cosmo Memory. I don't need to to list level four limit breaks anymore because those need to uh, stay limit breaks and be expanded upon. But other than that, we have Slat Fang and Blood Fang. Could be abilities. Maybe Blood Fang is redundant because it's basically the same, just uh, heals red HP. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Doesn't really do much. Or no, it's HP and MP. My bad. Um, well, maybe it could maybe it could make sense that that it, it's a uh, starting ability is Slat Fang, and then at some point he gains uh, the a weapon with the Blood Fang ability, which is just better, or or not. It's not better. It it causes or deals less damage, but it heals and uh, absorbs MP and HP. Maybe that's yeah, that's, that's the what trade-off. I was going to say it yeah. absorbs it. Yeah, but it's a certain percentage. Yeah, exactly. But also less damage because otherwise it would be just an upgraded uh, sled fang. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, makes sense. And also howling moon because that that one's uh, not too bad. It it uh, adds haste and berserk to red thirteen and boosts his attack. So it could, um, for one, be a two bar ability. And maybe haste and berserk uh, don't last for long. Maybe only for, let's say, 10, 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like that. And the increased attack as well. So you have to can use it and then immediately, immediately follow with uh, more attacks or a limit break or just something that exactly. uh, has high damage output so you get even more damage in. Or use it just before you stagger the enemy and then he has a much higher damage output with that. And also... Uh, the ATB uh, bars are filled faster so he can attack mm-hmm. again before Haste and Berserk um, run out in those 10 seconds. Something like that. On the other hand, Lunatic High could uh, work kind of the same. That Haste status is only on all of them for like 10 seconds or something, like a, a short boost and his defense as well. But I think it makes sense that he is also a buffer, a, bu- a character that buffs people and not just attacking people, uh, attacking enemies. So yeah. his limit break could also um, alternate between buffs and attacks. So I think Lunatic High mm-hmm. should, should be uh, a limit break still, in my opinion. Okay, Yuffie. Uh, her... Bloodfest was already, or Bloodbath, not Bloodfest was the original, Bloodbath is the new one, was already used up. And as we talked before, Landscraper is, was turned into um, a hold square attack. Then we still have the other ones, like Greased Lightning, easy ability. It's basically the same as Braver, it's just an attack, ability attack, and then we're good. Uh, Gauntlet could also be one. Gauntlet is basically just an AoE attack. So I think she she could just uh, charge the enemy or jump up and then uh, um, jump into into the ground and create this this explosion or whatever to uh, 
to attack the enemies around her. Um, I think this is not too overpowered for an ability, but the other ones should become um, limit breaks or stay limit breaks, like clear tranquil. This would replace Aerithus Healing Wind. Doom of the Living is just attack, attack, attack relentlessly. And all creation, yeah, no comment needed. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> all right, catchy. Now this one is uh, something that could be very interesting. Slots, I really want the slots to persist. However, they should be a little bit different, not just... Uh, Slots that uh, the battle pauses and you have to hit the right slots and then it does something. I think it should uh, start up the slots, but the battle keeps going. And then the slots just... Uh, uh, either you can control the slots if you want, or they just uh, halt randomly on their own, like three or four times. And each time they halt... They naturally have a certain pattern, maybe a three of a kind or something like that. And depending on what it is, an effect takes place, just like in the original game, but multiple times. And the uh, the chance that it's something, something strong increases each time, whether it's good or bad. But the chance that it's something good mm -hmm. is higher, just like we uh, talked about before uh, with uh, the, the taunt ability that, or something else that you mentioned. That it could be anything, like it, uh, he pulls out, uh, the Moogle pulls out uh, a box and throws it and anything can, can come out. It's basically the same principle, but with slots. And you see it. Kind of like uh, the DMW in Crisis Core, which just keeps yes. going, going, going. But here only for a certain amount of times. Um, and for the dice, I think this could, this, this could easily be an ability. Just dice and... It should even be just a, a, a one, uh, one ATB ability because it most of the time probably doesn't do much damage, but you can use it again and again. It's just fixed damage, and fixed damage is also a damage type in in remake. Mm, mm -hmm. And some some uh, enemies are immune against fixed damage, so uh, dice wouldn't do anything against those. But if you get lucky, you get a lot of damage in, and um, his weapon abilities no weapon abilities his weapon skills uh, or when you upgrade his weapons some weapons could upgrade his dice ability so they that, that you not that you don't uh, throw three dice maybe four or six, uh, six or something else upgrades the dice or maybe um, it's, it's hard to say or maybe there are other abilities that will increase uh, the dice count. Maybe you need to use other abilities first, like uh, Yuffie's... how it's called again? This huge explosion ability that, you, that the more abilities you use, the more it charges up, and when it's yeah. fully charged up, it's it's really strong. I forgot how it's called. But something like that is that you charge up the dice attack, and then when you, you when you uh, use it, it's it's down to one again, pro uh, for example. Yeah, I like that. So... If if you spam dice, it doesn't do ma do much. It's just mm -hmm. uh, one hundred to six hundred damage, or however they want to uh, calculate it. But when you use other abilities, or or maybe even taunt, or throw this, uh, throw the box, or something, then it's it keeps uh, getting stronger and stronger and stronger up to six dice, 
and then you throw it, and if you're lucky, yeah. then you deal a high amount of damage. Maybe not just times 100, maybe times 200 or 400. It depends on the balancing. Because in the original, it was just a, 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 a die phase times 100. I think the, the 3,600 was the maximum. Pretty sure. And also depended on... On what did it depend? On Ketchy's level? Or the, the limit level? No. I, I forget on what, what it depended on, but uh, I think the first time I, I used it, it he only th- uh, threw two dice, but uh, some factor increased the dice count. But I forget, forget what it is. Yeah, maybe he turns into a slot machine and <laughs> Kate like pulls the lever. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe he pulls a slot machine out from his stomach. And slams it on the ground, and then you it like he pulls it, and then it zooms in, and then the slots go, and then you get that bonus, or maybe it turns into something like I said, like a ball yeah. or a bomb or an enemy thing, or mm. a, yeah, it's you it's get could... a buff something, or the dice. It's not dice anymore. It's like yeah, or or dice not which doesn't have faces or dots, but it has images, and depending on what maybe. it is, it does different yeah. things. Honestly. This battle, uh, the battleground is going to be complete insanity. Yeah, with, with Ketchy like on the battleground, yes. in, Yeah, it's just <laughs> going to be in complete insanity bonkers. Like, yes. what is even happening? Yeah. Like, there's going to be so much flashing and, like, mm-hmm. particle effects and things mm-hmm. exploding. Like, nobody's going to know what the hell is going on. I mean, you will know, but also, yeah. also, let's just talk about how are they going to balance that and also, like, all the bugs that, that can result from, like, all of his stuff. Yeah, yeah. I didn't use him too much when I played um, because I just didn't understand as a kid, like, what any of it... I, I did understand what it meant, but it was just, like, I had to spend time figuring out, like, the... You know what I mean? That I was just not... Mm. I didn't gravitate towards him like as yeah. a character when I played as a party member. Yeah, same. Uh, I, I, I put him into my, my team to level him up, of course, because I wanted mm-hmm, to keep same. everyone on the same level, basically. Yeah. But I hated him at some point because I think you know the story. I grinded for mm-hmm. two or three hours, had yeah. him in my party, used slots, yeah. and then the, the insta-death happened. Nice. Oh my god, yeah, I know. Yeah. Two or three hours of grinding gone. Yeah. Thanks, Kate. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, seriously. But yeah, I, uh, while we're talking, I just had time to look up dice, and it's uh, level based. So okay, each ten levels, he gains one uh, more die, and above level sixty, there's no more. So it's a maximum of six, and it's the the total number of die and each duplicate. So if 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 he has like two doubles, like two sixes, two fours, and a five. Um, I think there's a, a factor of three of uh, yeah, a factor of three because he has two doubles. And if he had th- uh, three times, it was also it would also be times three, or if all were the same, it was like tem- times five or six or something. Mm-hmm. So it's not just three thousand six hundred, but in that case, it would be would uh, break the damage limit if it were possible. I just watched a video before yeah. this episode of him like. I think he attacked his own party members and then they were incapacitated and he drank like a hero drink, like five hero drinks and then did something and it was okay. like hit the damage cap. And I'm like, what is the strategy? <laughs> oh, 
I'm like, what is happening? Yes, you're with certain characters. I think it's Cloud and Barrett. If I'm not mistaken, no, no, Cloud. Um, or is Cloud too? I know it's it's possible with Barrett and uh, Vincent, where I can. It's not the, the, the break the damage cap. It's actually break the calculation behind. Uh, yeah, the, the formula. It was something crazy. Yeah, the thing is, the damage. Uh, can also only go so high because the 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 number that contains the damage has a, an upper limit, and if you exceed <laughs> this upper limit, it will go into the negative. It it kind of uh, turns around. It it's it, because it can't go any higher. It swaps around and uh, and um, it wraps it wraps around and goes into the negative. And w- since this is invalid for damage, it just uh, kills them outright. It's just an insta kill. And the damage number that pops up is just some random garbled gobbledygooks, weird bitmaps. I don't know what, what <laughs> oh it is. Oh my god! And it works on Barrett because his uh, damage output from for a missing score, his uh, ultimate weapon, is based on the total AP gained on the uh, the ability, uh, the uh, materia. And if you have eight ni- fully maxed out knights of the round, <laughs> maybe even 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 less because knights of the round has possibly the, the highest AP uh, number. And then it's just with a few hero drinks, uh, you, you break this limit and you insta-kill everything, even diamond weapon and emerald weapon and stuff. The same with Vincent, Vincent's weapon because uh, his uh, death penalty is based on the uh, number of times you were uh, you fled the battle. So right. you have to flee, I think, uh, what was it? Uh, thirty-two thousand times or something like that, and then, uh, yeah, you break it, insta kill everything. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it's just gonna be mental. But uh, yes. they're gonna fix all that for this game. Like, there's no way it's gonna be. Oh that yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. It will be ridiculous, but it's not yeah. gonna be like breakable like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it will be, but I feel like it's gonna be optimized and actually like. Yeah. And- and and even from from a program perspective back then mm-hmm. they had to to be uh, wary of uh, of all the numbers and uh, mm-hmm. the, the the RAM that was used the, the 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 memory. So each number that they used for for stuff that was happening had to be as small as possible so that they they didn't clog up the memory. But nowadays for just number stuff and calculating stuff they can usually just just use the the highest possible number. Which is, I I don't know, billions or tr- trillions mm-hmm. of whatever. Uh, yeah, it it can hold a a lot, a lot of numbers or a, a really really high number, not just uh, two point one million or something like that. Like really really high numbers, which you never will achieve. So that's that shouldn't be a problem at all. If there's a problem, it's just a bug in in the algorithm or in the calculation somewhere. But not to the extent that the original was with uh, its small numbers, <laughs> a small number cap, basically. Mm-hmm. But yeah, catchy. I'm pretty sure they will uh, think of more because if there are four parts, he will be in three parts, and he needs at least one limit break for each part. So we need more. And I gave you a good one. Yes, you Self, did. Self-destruct. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, I can also see uh, another one. 
there's there's one outcome from the slots where he grows so big it absorbs the other party members and grows really big and has <laughs> a lot of HP and stuff. This could be a, it's its own limit break. That's the other party members just go oh into catchy and he grows God. really really big and it's this huge uh and then he explodes and then they all die. No, it doesn't <laughs> explosion like would be another he one but kills his own party. <laughs> No, it wouldn't oh be explosive, uh, uh, exploding, of course, because that would be detrimental. Yeah, but it would just be a, a huge thing, and uh, like fat chocobo. Yes, basically, and then he could roll around and do stuff. Oh my and... god! And you hear the other party members inside, like, yeah. Ah, <laughs> yeah. get off my arm! Ow! <laughs> oh my god! Oh boy! So basically, he's Kirby. <laughs> he becomes yeah. Kirby. Yeah, basically, yeah, uh, basically Kirby. This could be fun. I know, catchy's just something that could, they could just go mental with it. Just yeah, just as ridiculous as possible because he is ridiculous by nature. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Vincent, I don't think there's anything else to be said. We no. talked about his limit breaks, how it could mm-hmm. work, and it's basically it. <laughs> no abilities for Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but for Sid, uh, I think we covered him pretty much as well because dynamite could become an ability, as you said. And I also talked about uh, the jumps. It was boost jump and hyper jump and mm-hmm. dra- dra- uh, dragon dive, which could yeah. become either abilities or triangle abilities, something like that, just spread out over all those uh, possible um, uh, battle. Um, how do you say? Mechanics. Battle systems or mechanics, exactly. Um, it's hard to say, but then we have limit breaks that would make sense, which is uh, dragon. So he, uh, I think he also jumps into the into the enemy, but absorbs um, HP and MP, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, let me quickly check. Uh, yes, yeah, summons a dragon that attacks an enemy, doing uh, normal damage, healing its M- HP and MP. So it's basically what Sonon does, but also absorbing HP and MP. So it could be kind of a, a Sonon dragon attack. So it's yeah, I it, I I could see that Sonon's limit, limit break was inspired by Sid's dragon mm-hmm. attack. Yeah. So I can see this uh, this return, but with uh, with absorption. Um. Big brawl as well because that's just also pummeling enemies. Eight random attacks or uh, mm-hmm. attacks eight random enemies. It's also like uh, Red 13 and Yuffie have uh, similar uh, similar limit breaks. And High Wind, as we said, just bombarding the enemies with uh, rockets. And with yeah. Sh- with the Shara, I'm pretty sure it, it, you made a, a good point that Shara could be the one that, that's answering Sid's call and uh, flies in the High Wind and uh, um, Yeah, exactly. Like she's at the command center yeah. or something and he makes a call and he like lights a cigarette. He's like... Yeah. It's Although, time to rain down on these mofos. <laughs> yeah. And she's yeah. like, all right, sending now. And then she's like, exactly. <laughs> Although in the original game, it's probably implied that, that the other pilots do that, but it would make sense for, for say, to after uh, after he redeems himself and they, uh, he and, and Shara uh, reconcile and uh, all is exactly. good again. And he has, he has apologized and stuff that she actually comes onto the high wind 
mm-hmm. or maybe maybe she comes onto the highway when yeah. you get his last last limit break for some, exactly. some certain quests where they get even closer and then she gets onto the highway and then you unlock the highway limit break. I would love I that. I love it. Yeah. Because that's not just another limit break you get. It's yeah, it's it's coupled with lore. Same with Final Heaven uh, with uh, mm-hmm. Titifa and hopefully Sangam. Yeah. Omni Slash with Cloud and something related to Sephiroth, mm-hmm. I don't know. Or even Zack, who knows? No, probably Sephiroth. Um, it could be a redeeming story arc with Shara because he's kind of abusive yes, to yes, her. So yes. maybe it's just like the way that they kind of reconcile that whole situation. Yeah, there, there needs to be a better arc. We also talked about mm-hmm. this, about uh, that yesterday in our uh, Discord server because it came up with Sid that many... Uh, many of our uh, community members are of one mind that yes, he needs a better this this whole arc needs to be better depicted. That's oh, yeah, it'll be really... modernized too. I mean, yeah, look what they did sure. with the cross dressing scene and like yeah, Walmart yeah, and everything. Certainly. I think they know. Yeah, it's not. It it probably wouldn't won't be as in your face. Maybe a little bit um, not quite moderate uh, moderate or moderated, but. Or mm-hmm. not necessarily toned down, but presented differently, that it doesn't come across like he's just this this pure evil butthole mm-hmm. who just uh, yeah, exactly. abuses her verbally and stuff. But that you notice that he's mad to her, uh, mad at her about something, and he's he's just pissed because uh, his dream is gone, and R- Rufus is coming, and he wants something, and just the whole situation. But that oh, that yeah. he's not that this 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 complete asshole. But he still needs to come across as somebody who is who needs to redeem himself because exactly. he is not a good person to share. Mm-hmm. But we realize and learn why. But then we have later uh, in space this uh, his, his redemption arc where he notices and learns that she had to do this. Otherwise, the whole mm-hmm. thing would have blown up and they all would be dead. Exactly. But this should be expanded upon, not just uh, a sorry and then it's good, but more yeah, afterwards. Yeah, he should appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. That's why I want uh, a character quest for mm-hmm. for all their final limit breaks in the last part. And Sid should be should heavily involve Shara. Yeah. And she should, should be on the high wind uh, later then. That's, I'd love mm-hmm. that. Yeah, the Tifa Scarlet like, bitch slap session, I don't need an explanation. I just oh, want no. Tifa to this... slap the shit out yes. of her. That's that doesn't need she's anything. Evil, yes. So just keep yes. that. Just, just yes. yes. Mini game, slap mini game. Yes, because then it's even more. Um, how do you say? Uh, uh, me- mentally damaging to Scarlet because Tifa would probably <laughs> be able to just pummel her to death with her kicks and and uh, and uh, fists and what have you. But she just uses a normal slap to subdue her, and this even more of. Uh, yeah, it's a shameful situation for Scarlet, I believe. She's like, I beat that pull-up minigame. Yeah, exactly. I can slap you as hard as I want, you <laughs> bitch. Something and then like she that. falls almost down at the, the, uh, the cannon. <laughs> Do you know who you're dealing with? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No worries, you had to get it out, it's fine. <laughs> because, yeah, she, Scarlet's basically leaving um, Tifa to die in that gas chamber. Yeah, so exactly. She, slapping her is, is not, not enough 
at to any stretch of imagination. Nothing. It's just I don't know. Should just fall off fall off the the can and drown. But then we wouldn't have crowd cloth right later on. So I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's about it. I don't think I have anything else to say about this topic. And we're all. <sighs> I hope today would be like our two-hour mark. Fine, but now yeah. three hours and twenty minutes again. Yeah, it's all <laughs> we good. just cannot stay short. It's all good. But our, our viewers seem, seem to, or viewers, silly me, our uh, listeners seem to appreciate that. Yeah. So they do. Yeah. The longer, the better, because uh, then mm-hmm. their long commutes or other travels yeah. are. I think people liked our most recent episode about part two progression. Oh, nice. Yeah. Not a lot of people have been talking about it, I don't think. Hmm. So oh, it, maybe that's, yeah, that's, it, it, it uh, filled a niche, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot yeah, of people yeah. are thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this, I'm just so excited to play this game. Honestly, just talking with you about all of these elements and these party members that we have yet to see and control and battle. It just makes me so, so much more excited just to kind of get like, like sink my teeth into part two. And I think that we're just going to be so blown away with what they're able to come up with. Um, Yes. And I just, I can't wait, but I'm, I'm happy to know that 16 is almost here so I can, you know. Oh, yeah. Dive into that game and be yeah. uh, pleasantly distracted while I wait for part two. Yeah, to bridge us over to a certain extent before uh, Ever Crisis comes out, and I hope it will mm-hmm. be before part two. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or at least That's a few true. chapters. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So that concludes today's episode. Thank you so much, Viz, for taking the time out of your day to sit and chat with me about this incredible topic. It's been awesome. You're welcome. And I love to talk about all this. And we had so many great ideas. It's, it was mm-hmm. really invigorating and and, uh, and almost mind-blowing with, with the, right? all the possibilities that are mm-hmm. there and that Square Enix could embrace and yeah. bring to us. But half, half of what we talked about today probably won't come to fruition, but we can only hope. <laughs> but it was a blast. If they do, then we can take credit for it because yes. we said it here first. So... Maybe somebody at Square Enix <laughs> listens to our podcast and uh, maybe relays good ideas to the others. Who knows? <laughs> we can only hope. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So if you have any questions for us or if you have any ideas for our next episodes, you can write us. Our email address is thereunionpodcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. We do have a Discord server. So the link for our Discord server is listed in the description of each episode. So all you have to do is click on that and you'll be automatically added to our Discord server. And it's a great community. We have some great conversations there about Remake and the Slipsecret parts. So why wouldn't you want to join? We do have Twitter. It's at Reunion underscore podcast. Our Facebook is Reunion Podcast. And our YouTube channel is The Reunion Podcast. And like I said earlier, we do post all of our episodes there. So why don't you go ahead, like, sub, and share the podcast with your friends. If you have the time, you can write us a review on uh, Spotify because they have reviews now. So you can rate us on Spotify and write a review as well as Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to your podcasts. It is the best way to support us here. So thank you so much. Uh, to all of you for continuing to support us and listen. And also thanks to Tom for reaching out for your incredible topic that we uh, had the pleasure to talk about today. 
and also uh, one-year subscribers. So thank you so much. He's been listening to us ramble for the past year. So, I mean, <laughs> if anybody's going to take the time out of their day to do that, then, wow. I mean, I applaud yeah. you. <laughs> yes. Three plus hours. Well, not every week, but still, it's, no. it's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Viz, did you want to go ahead and drop your socials for CCO? Oh, certainly. So it's uh, Cosmo Canyon Observatory on YouTube and... On Twitter, it's at cc underscore observatory. And we also have a Discord. And the link to our Discord is on uh, in the Twitter bio and also on our YouTube page. And in every YouTube video, there's a description with links to both Twitter and Discord. So go check us out. All right, Viz. Thank you so much for joining me today. All the best to you. And uh, to everybody out there, take care and stay safe. Thank you to all as well. Thank you, Kai, for having me today. It was a blast. And and until next time. Bye.